You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 233. We're discussing part two of our DC fandom coverage. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm back, baby. It's Sanjay coming at you with another exciting podcast episode. Wait, oh, I love wrong. that intro. I you love like that? that? Yeah, man. <laughs> You're working on it all. That's why I was gone. I was just working on my intro. Yeah, three weeks absent, and that's what you guys get. <laughs> yeah, you know, three weeks, and I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm feeling, feeling alive. You gotta be excited. This is this gonna be the first time we're gonna get Sanjay's reactions to DC fandom, guys. I called this part two at the top there because we do have a part one to our coverage of DC fandom, not including our prelude episode that we did last week. But in the feed right now, one episode back from this, you can find our raw and unedited reactions to dc phantom just one hour out from the closing of the show you got troy myself and carlos there just talking in detail about how we felt the success of dc fandom was and also about one Woman, the flash the batman suicide squad everything just gushing over the content that we were delivered by this unreal unprecedented and just amazing event what what an event to bring together fandom i felt that this just healed a lot of old wounds and this gave us a nice foundation to move forward with in the dc film tv comic book universe whatever you call it whatever you like it was there for you guys and it was a massive success even to the point where we still have things trending today a couple days out from dc fandom so guys this week what we're going to do on this particular episode we kind of give our high level reactions those raw reactions like i said and we're going to take a deeper dive into some of the content from DC fandom, namely Shazam and Black Adam, the Justice League trailer, the Suicide Squad behind the scenes, and then a deep dive into the Batman trailer. We're all been waiting to talk about the Riddler, Joker, Selena Kyle, whomever. And we're going to do that here this week, guys, because the episode before, yes, we did touch on it. We talked about things that we really enjoyed from it, but we did not do that deep trailer dive that we usually do here in the nerd room. So very, very exciting. Sanjay's going to have an opportunity to throw out his thoughts on DC fandom as well. And the three of us also have had a chance to digest a little bit from that initial recording. And let's see if our reactions are our same. They maintain that level of hype from what we saw at DC fandom. But guys, before we get into anything regarding... DC fandom. We're going to kick this thing off like we always do at the top of these episodes. We're going to talk about our weeks in nerd and another exciting week, kind of consumed by DC fandom, but I still managed to slide in a bit of the hunt and I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. So I'm going to throw it first to my man, Troy. What yeah, you man. get going on, man, this weekend in nerd? Uh, this week in nerd, man, it's been, um, it's been fantastic. What can I say? I um, managed to... Get my hands on Saga again. 
Um, And I I learned my lesson this time. I figured, you know what? Instead of me just buying an issue or a volume after volume, I'm going to go in and I'm going to buy a couple of volumes this time. So I don't got that that hunger to get back out in the store. So I bought um, volume three and four. Um, Not quite done three, but um, I I say it every time. The the book continues to be great. Um, I did notice with the first issue of volume three I, I mentioned to grabs off air the, the the art looked a little different i know it's the same artist but i don't know if it was like the ink or the color something looked a little different which, which struck me right away because i've been following this book the whole time through up until this volume so small thing though man this book is awesome um i'm just waiting for the day for the book to return so i can re- read the complete story and till we get like an hbo series or a uh uh, a Hulu or something. Somebody picked this show up, this book up. I'd love to see a movie or a series. But um, coming off of Saga, man, you guys reminded me last week that Empire 5 is out. So yeah. I managed to pick that up as, as well. Uh, I haven't quite read it yet, but I'm definitely going to pick that up pretty soon or read it pretty soon. The figures, man. The figures, the figures. This week. This week, man. This week, I got Gwen Stacy. I got my hands on Ooh. not one, but two retro spider-man animated series if you want to call it that marvel legends gwen stacy with the mary jane head swap and man i love this thing i love this thing you know she comes with like that that classic like green kind of like long trench coat she comes with like a daily bugle like crunched up magazine in her one hand and she's uh she looks great man she looks great and she has the classic like headpiece going on too and um she's cool um so i, I opened one of them for display and then i kept the other one in box because Later on this week, I'm getting the rest of that wave to complete and flesh that out. So very excited about that. What do you think of the the head swap and the Mary Jane? Because I know when we first saw those, you were a little twisted by the fact that, you know, you got just a head swap for Mary Jane and you don't have a full figure and you're swapping onto Gwen Stacy's body, which seems a little weird. So how does it it feel actually doing the swap? Yeah, well, you know what? I um, yeah, because it's disrespectful, man. I mean, Mary Jane is like the, <laughs> is the main squeeze, and the fact that they gave her another figure. The cool thing is, is that this head swap of the Mary Jane, it's a completely new design. So it's nice if you have the uh, like the year or two figure of uh, Mary Jane dual pack that came with uh, all new, all different Spider Man. Um, you could take that head off and swap it with this one, and I think they kind of made it for that, and it looks wicked. Like it looks awesome because. The other disrespectful thing they did with Mary Jane is back about two years ago when they made that figure I just mentioned, they made a Black Widow retro figure and is the exact same head. So the Black Widow figure, oh, no. her head had no um, had no freckles, but Mary Jane had freckles. But it's like the same hair, everything was the same. So uh, this was a nice a refreshing update to that head sculpt to just uh, pop it off easily. It, it fits perfectly. And um, you can have the two girls, you know, side by side. Um, you know, like a Betty Veronica thing fighting over Pete if you want to do something <laughs> like that. So uh, it's cool, man. It's it's really cool. Uh, and also, keep it at Marvel Legends. Got my hands on Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. The uh, nice. I think it's X Men Origins look yeah. going on in the tank top, looking D's. This is like you know, like Hugh Jackman was pretty dope playing Wolverine, but I think it was X Men Origins when he really started to put on that size and like lean out. And he and he looked awesome. So, and the cool thing is, um, and Darth Goody can vouch for me here, man, because I think he has Old Man Hawkeye, and I got the the Wolverine here. Um, there's no pegs. There's no pegs in the arms. So it's the first time they've done this where you can't see like the peg holes. So it's really? just making it look that much more kind of realistic. And nice. uh, it's it's really cool. Like props to Marvel Legends for going there and doing this. It's 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 a nice clean look, and I can't wait to see them do that more going forward with all these uh, 
these you know tank top wearing jacked superheroes so uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool I, I really like what he you know when he comes with the bone claws he comes with the bone claws and he also comes like with his original adamantium claws so there's lots of cool things you can do he's he's tall too like hugh jackman as as opposed to like wolverine being shorter he's a lot taller than the, the comic accurate marvel legends uh wolverine so um but i couldn't end my week off without touching down on some dc you know coming off of fandom um my goal was to complete a line and it was that dc collectibles animated line and i was going to take my time with it but two things two reasons right they 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 shut down the dc collectibles dc direct line so that that line's over r.i.p so that made me want to get my hands on this figure that much more and also coming off of fandom the justice league trailer is hot um i like the first volume kind of of Zack snyder or no scott snyder's justice league and basically it mimics the uh, animated series. So I was like, yo, I'm going to finish it off. And I'm going to get hot girl, got her at my local comic book shop and, uh, you know, completed the eight of these guys. They all look great. So, um, it was a cool, it was a cool week, man, to just crunch down, get some figures, get some books. And, uh, and now, now I'm just here to talk nerd with you guys, man. It's been a good week. It's been a good oh, week. That's exciting, man. I love yeah. seeing that you're getting those retro Spidey figures. And I know how you guys, yeah. how excited you guys were when those well, dropped and now to see them arriving. And I've seen a few pictures online of people getting them kind of sporadically through and just cause you're getting kind of like random shipments from big bad. eh? Yeah. Yeah. They're sending these, it's weird. Like they're sending them separately. Like they sent the doubles together, like the double um, Gwen Stacy, but they came in two separate boxes. <laughs> Super weird. So. Cutting costs on shipping. Yeah. Right? yeah cutting costs. <laughs> <laughs> so the goddamn Batman, I know you were having trouble breathing last Saturday night you know, really gasping for air after that Batman trailer. Did you, did you have enough energy left in you to get out on the hunt this weekend? Or are you just, you know, flat out in bed all day Sunday? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, like I said, I, I canceled my dad's birthday so that I could do <laughs> fandoms unencumbered <laughs> and without any obligations. So, um, but with that, I had to compensate and I was at their place kind of all week so that uh killed the hunt or any kind of acquisitions through the week but yeah like you said after the hype that was fandoms i had to get out there and i had committed to hanging out with uh my old my old hunt buddy from years gone by and whatnot so uh we were gonna dip up the snap in airdrie but uh i remembered you sending a dm to the group about mm-hmm. a dude down in the other corner of the city for me uh who was having a massive uh, collection sale and so I was kind of humming and hawing and I took a look at the ad again and I was like you know what there's lots of cool stuff in these pictures and it looks like he has a ton of stuff and if this is only one day why not go check this out snap will always be there kind of thing so uh, yeah we loaded up we went down there and uh, it blew my mind like this guy has essentially converted his two-car garage into a full-out showroom and collectible store like he's got display case, like he's got matting on the floor and then display cases and bookshelves and everything else, the bins. If you, if you don't look behind you to see the house across the street, you'd swear you were just in a store. It was unreal. And uh, yeah, I uh, sent a flurry of pictures mm-hmm. to the DM cause like tons of kind of that nineties era stuff. So like lots of Ninja Turtles, lots of Ghostbusters, um, I was extremely tempted by kind of some late G1, early G2 type transformer stuff, but just everything. And everything was like really, really good condition. 
but kind of on the low end of market value for pricing. Like he obviously knew what his stuff was worth, but wasn't looking for top dollar and everything, but just cool stuff. Like he had a display case with a whole bunch of masters of the universe figures, many of which I'd never seen before, but pristine, like a perfect T-Man and battle cat that I haven't seen since I was a kid kind of thing. They had battle uh, cat with the, uh, with the armored piece that hops on. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's wow. right in the, yeah. And he had like, um, the other thing that blew my mind was he had a massive set of visionaries figures <laughs> and like, yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't think I ever saw a visionaries figure in real life. Like I only saw them in like the Sears wish book when I was a kid, but, uh, <laughs> it, but it was cool. Cause my buddy that I was with, like he'd always talk about these visionaries and how much he loved them and how they're the coolest toy and him and his like other buddy used to like play with them all the time. And I, I didn't have a, a point of reference for them, and just ironically, we were together and I see visionaries for the first time and he was sitting there drooling over those things, which was good because it gave me a chance to send all those pictures to our DM and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty funny, actually, just how how awestruck he was by seeing these things. And uh, yeah, it was a neat vibe. And like the dude that was running this thing, he had left, I guess. And he had left his missus just running the, the shop and she had no idea. And it was funny watching her trying to manage the customers coming in and like they're asking to see things. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Just, <laughs> here, here, here's the key. Just open that case up and whatnot. But uh, I ended up finding uh, like you just had in a Star Wars collector's case a bunch of superpowers figures and on the minty side of things. And uh, I ended up picking up a absolutely mint condition with the tails, with the hammer Joker figure. And uh, yeah, I, I threw her a bit of a low ball offer and she's like, uh, you know what? I raised that by 10 bucks and you can have it. I just want to get rid of his stuff. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was happy that we could come to an accord with that. So yeah, that's another one off the list. My Joker, my Joker is just these useless kind of thing. Like I was, I was pretty, I took pretty good care of my toys when I was a kid, but like the Joker, you got pounded on by Batman and Robin all the time. Right. So he, he was all white, no green hair, no mallet, no tails. So, uh, yeah, it's sweet to have one that's perfect. It looks like he just got taken out of the box kind of two weeks ago. So that was, uh, that was my weekend nerd that capped it off. So yeah, hopefully you can connect with buddy there, Tim, and make it down there. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize until you sent me a photo and I saw the reflection of the house behind you that it was in a garage. I assumed it was <laughs> a store and I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to request a private viewing for like just the four of us or whatever, so that we don't have to deal with a bunch of other people in the background right like when you're on the hunt you like to focus down there i don't want to be thinking about people around me and all that and when he sent it i was like oh cool it's in a house so that makes me feel a bit more in a garage makes me feel a bit more comfortable it's not gonna be like full of people and so he sent me the card and along with some of the pictures because i was trying to do some of the look at some of the pictures and be like okay i could see some of the price tags and it's one of those things with especially with retro toys you kind of almost just have to have them in your hand Totally. To look and be like, yeah, I'm willing to pay 40 bucks for this. It's hard to say, yeah, grab that for me. And so that was kind of like my, my struggle there. I was like looking at this and I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, Carlos is down to this toy thing. And I'm like zooming in on pictures and <laughs> <laughs> looking at the turtles. And, but I'm going to give the guy a call and see if I can get down there this weekend. So if you boys want to come along as well, I think that would be, would be cool just to have like a small private showing. I just found him on Kijiji. He's just like, hey, I'm having a toy sale. And here's these like sweet pictures of my garage. Well, I 
I didn't know it was a garage at the point in time, but I'm glad you got down there and did some recon for us and confirmed that this guy's uh, legit and that the prices are fair, right? That's yeah. the thing. You know, when I first looked at it and found out it was a guy's garage, I was like, oh, great. This guy's going to want like $300 per turtle figure or something crazy, right? And just not, not even any point. And especially dealing with a guy like Dave up at Snap who knows his stuff, priced fairly, you know, price to make him a little money, but also we're not paying eBay or shipping fees or nothing like that. So it all kind of works out. And so there's another guy out there doing something similar, maybe not on the same scale. It's pretty cool that we kind of have a couple of shops now that we can do a bit of retro toy diving in. So appreciate the the recon dude. Yeah, man. And there's a, there's a penguin that I left behind. So either we all go together or if you end up making it there on your own, there'll be at least one more sale out of that garage. So nice. <laughs> Nice. No Vader box there though, eh? <laughs> no, nothing nothing in in the form of a gold mine like the Vader box. <laughs> the mythical Vader box. Yes, once in Did a while. Did it even exist? Mm. I, heard I don't it's know. just a rumor. Legend. I think legend yeah. is right. <laughs> so I'm going to go actually this time. I'm going to change it up here a little bit, Sanjay, because after I go, I want you to walk straight into your experience with DC fandom and kind of you know, nicely bevel into the discussion of, of DC fandom for this week. So, so no pressure on me. You know, I just got to no, carry the none whatsoever. Segment. You got to okay, carry the no, whole episode. Oh, I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say. Oh, no. Just think about all that plaid that's on you and you'll have all the confidence in the world plaid is rad <laughs> as the kids say these days it is so guys this past week i celebrated a birthday and wasn't Ooh, too pleased birthday. about turning the age i turned but 27 29 i've been telling everyone it's not true but <laughs> that's what i've been telling everyone but the funniest thing and the greatest thing about you know a gift i got was my parents and i kind of said this before my dad and i have been going back and forth he's been helping me out with some retro stuff and we've been going back and trying to collect some of the turtles and ghostbusters stuff that i had as a kid that my mom gave away and i never let her live that one down because <laughs> i was showing her the price of the ghostbuster tower that i had it's like 300 bucks on ebay or whatever i'm like look what you gave away but they sent me a gift in the mail and i opened it on my birthday and it just so happened to be the 12 inch 1989 Donatello and Raphael figures, these big, big plastic things. No and way. it's literally the same gift they gave me 30 years ago. Like these That's things unreal. are incredible. <laughs> I love them. Like I remember having them as a kid. I remember getting them on my birthday. Like I specifically remember it. It's like one, like my fond turtle memories with the, with regards to collecting. And it was so cool when I opened them. I was like, this is awesome. My mom's saying like, your dad got up at like 4.30 in the morning to, to catch the bid at a certain time when it ended. He got it off eBay or whatever and then shipped wow. them out here. Wow. And it was just so cool that one, he put the effort in there too. And to mark another birthday, 30 years apart with the same action figures, it was That's just nuts. a really cool experience. That's and awesome. one that just brought a ton of joy to me that, you know, not only that I got these, but that now I have to get the other two to fill out the collection. <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? That's amazing. So thoughtful. Like, so unbelievably thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's just, it's just really cool. Like, it warmed my heart, right? And it was kind of a different birthday. And you know, my wife and the, the kids and all that, we had a really good family time. But this just kind of put a, the, the cherry on, on the cake there, on the ice cream, whatever you want to call it, whatever the saying is, just <laughs> to butcher that one. But just to, just to have these back in my possession, is it's just a ton of fun. And the thing I love about them too is they had a little wear on them. 
and it's almost like my vintage starters figures. I kind of, I kind of like that, that almost that played with feel of them. Yeah. My mom was like, Oh, I, I sell them down and, and, you know, magic erase them all and try to get most of the scuffs off. But I kind of like the condition that they're in. Cause they, to me, there's a history and a story behind it. And I always like having stuff in the inner room that has history behind it. I don't want something that, you know, is so pristine that I, I don't appreciate it, especially when it's something that's, you know, from 1989 and that it's got to have a bit of history, a bit of story to it. So that was a ton of fun. And then over at, I guess it was New Comic Book Day, I dipped by the, the comic book shop, picked up some books. And I was looking at that chop that you passed up, Troy. Yeah, man. And I decided, okay, I'm just going to pull the trigger on this. I need a figure. Wednesday is my birthday. I was like, I need some plastic to fill, to fill this void a little bit. <laughs> and I, I grabbed that chop. You know, I got to finish out this, this Rebel line. I've got the Zeb on the way from Amazon, fingers crossed it actually makes it. And then I just got to get that Ezra and then I'm done with that. I figure I can't, I can't stop halfway through here, especially if I've committed the funds to getting the Zeb. So this might be You're taking first... them out of box, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't, and I'm not going to pick up the new face scalps or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's no point here, but finally getting the hands on this chop. Didn't play, pay the scalper price or anything like that. And this is the first black series, this new box, a smaller, leaner, more rectangular box that they have. And I kind of, I like it. I like the design. It's got a real Marvel legends feel to it. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have chop in hand. I haven't popped it open yet, but I will get there. And uh, another thing, things are coming up Tim this week, man. I tell you, I got the empire <laughs> strikes back. Luke and, uh, and Yoda, the Dagobah yeah. set. Um, haven't popped it open yet, but that arrived from EB games in mint condition. I'm, I'm going to open it and play around with it a little bit here, but very excited to, to get my hands on those figures. And this is almost coming to the end of the pregame, the, the COVID pregame or COVID pre-order, I should say from uh, what two, three, four months back, whatever it was. And it's finally getting the last few things here. And I did get confirmation that I got a, a wicked, wicked turtle figure set showing up at the end of this week, which is kind of the one I didn't think was going to get here, but it's managed to find its way all the way from Sweden. So I'm not going to say what it is. I'll show it next week and I'll put up a video actually of me opening it up. So I'm quite excited about that. And the last thing I'm going to say is guys, I threw up a first ever unboxing and figure review on our Instagram on IGTV over at the nerd RM. And I'm going to be doing a little bit more of this because I've had some fun with it, with the Black Widow figure, the White Suit Deluxe Black Widow figure. My daughter and I actually recorded another one of this blind Infinity War box that I found at Walmart. And so we did that. So that's going to go up. And I'm also going to do some Turtle and Star Wars stuff too. So look for some more unboxings. And there's going to be like three to five minute unboxings, nothing detailed or, you know, going into how many points of articulation. It's more just opening it up and giving my just raw opinion on the figures that I'm seeing in front of me. So look for some of that over on the Instagram. Some more content that I, I want to do a little bit more of. I've always liked the unboxing and, and just talking you know, out loud about the figure. And so look for that. But uh, ultimately that kind of caps off my weekend nerd. Sonny, it's been a few weeks since we've seen you. Yeah, man. I think it's been like 17 weeks. At least it's felt like that because I've just been itching to get back on. Oh, I can only imagine. I'm looking forward to hearing what you've been up to for the last couple of weeks. We don't know why you've been gone or where you've been. <laughs> just the mystery. Just disappeared into space. Yesterday's a mystery. Today's history. I think I, that's the saying. I guess so. But let us know what you've been doing, man. And then right from there, I want you to blast straight into your thoughts and opinions on DC fandom. Because you didn't jump into the get vocal. Because again, you were you know a man of mystery. Just gone. I've joined a hippie commune. Um, I've been growing Just my hair out that now. Makes sense. 
<laughs> they've been calling me um, Papa Sunny C. Um, you know, I've been rocking with the Zatar, just playing that, spreading my message of peace, love, harmony, all that good stuff, brother. You know, I've just been rocking out to the Grateful Dead, um, just, you know, living among the people in nature. And uh, this is the first time I've touched technology in about a month. So I'm a little bit rusty. And um, I just, you know, at the end, I hope you'll stay and listen to my message. Um, there is an option to buy a timeshare at the end as well, if you are interested. But uh, it's mostly about peace and love, but uh, timeshare as well. You can send a little money to at Sanjabi on Twitter too, if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and I will send you the secret to inner peace. Um, not for real. Um, it just happened that like our podcast would always line up during the hockey playoffs. So like, you know, I'm a big hockey Priorities, fan and right? like every Tuesday when we record would be like a flames game or something. So, and they just have like the worst times because of like, um, because of COVID and stuff like they're kind of like weird times where like the games wouldn't really be on and they'd be on like during the day when like my, my kids are home and stuff. And I'd have to like PVR it and then watch it after just cause I like, I get so intense and like so into the games that I just can't like function as a normal functioning parent <laughs> during the games, especially playoffs, regular season, like whatever. <laughs> but when it comes to playoff time, you know, the kids, the kids gotta like, they gotta, I don't know. They, you know, eventually they'll get, eventually they'll be like sitting and watching with me, but right now they're pretty young and they're like get distracted. So, uh, so that's what I was doing in terms of like nerding what I was doing. Not a whole bunch. I did pick up one steel book and that is a beauty steel book that I picked up at sunrise records for an amazing deal. And it is the 25th anniversary of Casper, the friendly ghost starring mm. Christina Ricci. And I just had watched that book. <laughs> so good on Blu-ray um, 12 bucks for the steel book. Like that's an insane deal. Uh, like I think even if you picked it up in the States, it was like 12, 14 bucks us. So like, this is insane. How, how good of a deal it was. So I couldn't pass that up. I did pick that up. Uh, and then like, I've been reading this Joker war. I'm not all cut up, caught up yet. It's fantastic. Like I'm really digging the story. I'm digging the art. I'm digging the direction they're going in. I love like the buildup. I love the character that they introduced, like the design. I think his yeah. name is the designer. designer. Yeah, man. He looks like a cross between like Craven the Hunter and like something you'd see in this Batman trailer with his like face card. Like, yeah, yeah. He was really cool. Um, and then they also introduced like Joker's girlfriend punchline in it, which which is that like, you know, give or take. I don't know much about her yet. Like I saw her like battling Harley, and I, and I was just like, man, like. Harley's like the OG, you know, I was like, I was like rooting for Harley. So like, she, I don't know. I don't know if she'll last to be honest with you. She could just be like a short term, you know, rebound after Harley. Um, but we'll see, you know, I'll, I'm willing to give punchline a shot. Um, but uh, in terms of that, you know, that's kind of it. It's been like slow for me. Um, movies like not because there hasn't been like a ton of new releases in theaters, so, you know, they haven't been releasing new movies lately. Um, but there was, like, this DC fandom event that came on. And, like, unfortunately, I, you know, my wife was, like, months ago or, like, weeks ago, she's like, oh, we're going to have, you know, friends over on August 22nd. Does that work for you? And, like, of course, like, I was just like, yeah, like, whatever. It's all good. It's a Saturday, random Saturday in August. Like, what could be going on, right? And then, like, DC fandom hits, and I was just like, oh, okay. 
Like, I was like, okay, like, how can I, like, make this work? But, like, actually, it was kind of cool because um, these, like, the friends that were over, like, yeah, they're into, like, comic book movies, but, like, not to, like, the nth degree as I am. So, like, I'd be watching it and, like, showing them, like, hey, what do you guys think of this trailer? Like, what do you think of this? Just to kind of, like, get um, their reaction because, like, they're movie fans, but, like, they're not necessarily, like, reading comic books, um, you know, or, like, you know, so into, like, comic book movies as I am. Uh, so that was kind of cool to like get their reactions. Um, I was just blown away. Like, I think this event was really cool. Um, and I really hope they do this again next year. It's just such a neat opportunity for like 24 to 48 hours for DC to kind of, you know, take the ball and run with it. Um, for so long, it's been like Marvel, like has like all this like cool shit. And then they're like, not only did they have like cool stuff, but then they also had like a cool future where they're like, yeah, what we're doing right now is awesome, but, like, wait till you see what we do three, four, five movies down the road. And then, like, as a DC fan, I was like, we might get a Justice League sequel. Like, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we even have a Batman. I don't even know if we have a Superman. Like, Aquaman's coming out, so, like, we'll see how that does. You know, it was kind of just, like, you know, sitting in the shadows of, like, it's kind of like being, like, a fan of, like, your rival team and then your rival team like just always wins championships and then you're like middling in the pack like and that's actually a bad analogy because like i actually do enjoy the marvel films i'm just i'm just you know just like a comparison sake you know you know i'm, I'm more of a dc guy um but then so then like fandom hits and it was just like blown me away and like even before fandom hits they're just like, hey, Ben Affleck's back as Batman. And it was yeah. just like, what? <laughs> like, you, you didn't say this for fandom? You just, like, threw us, like, a breadcrumb? Like, like that's huge news, man. Like, I never would have guessed he would ever don the cape and cowl again. I would have been like, he's done. You know, he, he would never don. It, like, my, it, the chance of him coming back is the same as Michael Keaton coming back. Like, it ain't going to happen, <laughs> right? Like, and they're both yeah. coming back in the same movie. In the same freaking movie. <laughs> Um, so that was dope and like the panels I didn't get a chance to watch the panels but I did like check out all the trailers and some of the stuff and man I was blown away like everyone brought it and it was just kind of cool because for so long you know the torch has kind of been held by DC of like Batman and Superman and like Batman was super awesome this weekend but then it was so cool to see like other people like step up and like carry the mantle for a bit like Black Adam for me was like spectacular like the the direction that they're going with this film and like the art that they have for like you know like the preview art like looks fantastic um and then you got like wonder woman 84 the flash like a flash i never thought like, like how many directors have we gone through with the flash how many writers have we gone through all of them right like it, it's been like a, it's been a lot and um just like all this stuff is just like super cool and it's just like man like just to have this event and then you got like suicide squad it was just super fun and like you know i think like this is kind of what dc is going to be doing which is like good and bad like i feel like there's something like mythical and like cool and legendary about like san diego comic-con and like all the other comic conventions but you know i don't i don't see them ever going back to that i think they're just gonna like stick with this model because it was like a home run and it like knocked it out of the park so yeah, man, it, it was super cool. I had a super good time with DC fandom and um, I'm excited to like get back in the pod and like discuss in detail with you, like everything, like we're going to like nitpick everything, be like, 
in this scene here, Diana says this, like, do you think she actually means that she's going to bring in and there's going to be like a multiverse Diana and then Linda Carter's going to come in or like, well, Linda Carter was a, like, a big I mean, focal point too of the, right. of the several panels, which was, was pretty cool bringing her in to, to talk with Gal and, and Patty Jenkins as well. So it was, Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. And I guess let's round out our thoughts here a little bit, guys. We had a quite a long conversation about the success of DC fandom on our live stream and then now audio is is in the feed so you guys go back and hear that but troy man how, how are you feeling you've had some time to digest dc fandom in a bit of detail here some of the trailers and the overall experience you know coming away from that initial reaction how are you feeling a couple days out about what dc fandom delivered has has your temperament or has your excitement level changed at all has it gone up or has it just kind of remained the same yeah, you know, it's um, it's basically remained the same, and it's all positive. You know, if you listen to us over on the uh, the Get Vocal, it's pretty positive. One thing I didn't give enough emphasis on, I don't believe, was how much fun I had uh, going back and forth on the DMs with you guys, mm-hmm. and 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 as we're streaming this, that was so much fun. I mean, obviously, we couldn't attend the actual event; nobody could. But that was like the next best thing was just mm-hmm. getting this live commentary of everybody in the DM. Uh, with their with their two cents on what's going on, and I was like, "This is this is a blast!" Like those points, where I was just howling over the DM because I was having so much fun as we're all you know together um, streaming this uh, this show. So it was cool. It was cool. I had such a good time, um, and again, I just can't believe how well DC pulled this off the first time doing it. Like I said before, like a lot of these times when these events go on, you never really pull it off as smooth as this. And yeah, like I mentioned, there's the odd little hiccups, but nothing really that would ever take you out of um the uh the event the con almost and make you wonder things it was it was so smooth and i got more time actually to go back and youtube some more panels that i missed out on and uh it made me appreciate a lot of the other things way more than i already did and i already loved a lot of these things already so no all in all man it was great i just i hope we can keep rocking this man keep keep pumping this out once a year and um you know and that twitter gang man that twitter gang hashtag is going to be used a lot next yeah. time around because uh it's it is just such a good time man so dc fandom what up this is a success i loved it i loved yeah. it and that was was really cool about the experience of it all right is that we could experience on the fly together yeah and even though because of the way the world is we were apart and maybe in the future when they do something like this you know we can be lined up on a couch having yeah. a time with it right but we can dc fandom and chill just exactly exactly <laughs> but it gave us that that ability to experience things the way that you would at a convention with these big reveals without the lines without the cost without the flights and all this so i agree man I, i'm still on that same hype level as i was just a couple of days ago and having more time to step back and think about like you said the the, the lack of glitches, just the fact that they're able to execute this in a very professional and very smooth way is still mind-blowing, right? And it just, it looked great, it sounded great, and it delivered on every single level. My, my dude, the goddamn Batman, you, you, you've got to have, you know, you've had a minute to, to digest some of this stuff. You've you got to have an opinion here was this still the major success that you said it was just a couple of days ago i'm vengeance <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it feels like like it's just like we've had some great moments in dc fandom but it's there's no mints and words that it hasn't been a smooth ride particularly since like 
2014 or 16 or whenever it was that BVS came out and to have this event come that is like you guys said all the way around um, a success went off without a hitch universally praised everything that they brought to the table was amazing and like really the things that kind of fell short were just adjacent pieces that they added in for a bit of um like a bit of a break and to just kind of change the the tone and the theme of the day like the stuff like the cnn thing or the one roman cast playing the game and stuff like that but just everything was such an achievement and kind of like i said in the dm like it was just curated or curated so well Mm -hmm. where you start off with a bang with the new wonder woman footage and it was great in that they just extrapolated what we had but bang here's your cheetah reveal and then we go to maybe the showstopper of the event which i don't think anybody anticipated with gotham knights and then you lay off the throttle a bit and you have a the multiverse panel with all the big heads and that's like can't be overstated enough like you had the head of tv the head of the movie division the video game guy and jim lee who's the quarterback of everything but primarily the comics saying like we're all on the same page like the multiverse is where it's at like you guys in the fandom need to kind of uh put away the pitch the pitchforks and torches and everybody needs to get along because we have something for everyone and here you go like we're bringing back milestone and we have a flash movie that's going to have ben affleck and michael keaton in it and we're going to have this wacky suicide squad movie and we have another justice league and suicide squad game and if you like the dark and gritty stuff from we brought you with the joker well here is the goddamn batman like (laughs) it was unreal like it was to the point that and like there's at least since january like receipts of me saying like i have faith in matt reeves and robert pattinson but there was a point where i kind of got anxious because they had done such a good job i was like man the batman has so much pressure on it to deliver because they can't go out on a whimper and they can't have a trailer that doesn't hit the mark and holy smokes like it was beyond anything that i could have expected so yeah like if there's a record for grand slams in one day with one event like dc did it and i i don't think there's any way that they go back to doing san diego and things like that because why would you you've owned the social media space for three days in san diego you own it until four o'clock when marvel studios goes on to deck and that's about it right and then it's all shared so yeah like why not like people are going to be talking about the dc fandoms and what's forthcoming now for the next couple of weeks if not months right so well i'm almost surprised at this point with the, the amount of success that they did have that they haven't announced a dc fandom 2 or something to that effect the where fandom menace <laughs> yeah right <laughs> where, where they just basically say guys we're acknowledging this how successful it was and we're doing it again now i don't know if they're just hedging their bets that maybe the world will be back to where it was and they can do some sort of hybrid event. But at the end of the day, I agree with you. This, there's no going back now. There's no. no going back to what was before. And you go back to even Marvel Studios did one of these very exclusive events, I believe in 2015 or 16, where was- they announced the whole Phase 3 slate. Mm-hmm. This is when they announced Civil War. It might have even been before that. 
and they announced a few other big, big films, including the inclusion of Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Comparably, that is probably as close as, as a one event Marvel Studios has come. Yes, the last year at San Diego, they did announce their whole phase four slate, but this was just a next level on all that. This like capped off that for sure. That was just a movie slate. This was, like you said, every sort of media and facet of DC had a presence here and had something substantial to show. Yeah. And it's, it's next level. We've been calling that for weeks and we're going to continue to call it that until they do DC fandom too, because they, they've really kicked off something special here. And it's, it's time for us to really get into the depth and detail on some of these big announcements and trailers that we did see. If you guys want some more of the high level talk on one hundred one eighty four and flash, especially because we're not going to get into too much detail with those here. You can go back just one episode and check those out for sure. But one thing we did skip over last week and on the last episode here, the bonus episode was Shazam and Black Adams. One topic we just didn't quite get to. We had to have both Sanjay and Troy in the room to talk about Shazam 2, which did get a title. And I'm not trolling you here, Troy. (laughs) But that was probably my favorite panel, not including reveals, <laughs> but my favorite panel. It was they just had a lot of fun because they really leaned into the idea that they had nothing to show. <laughs> they weren't allowed to talk about the, the plot. They didn't have any concept art. Well, then I liked have... it too. <laughs> <laughs> Weisenheimer over here. That's a <laughs> but Zachary Levi led that with the, the cast of most of the sporting cast, including the two, the two main kids. I can't remember their names. But nonetheless, they did eventually reveal the title being Fury of the Gods, Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Sonny, you've been waving this, this Shazam flag for, for quite some time here, um, even in the face of, of some very large opposition at times. How large do you feel about this title, Troy? man? Large? Yeah. <laughs> Seen those guns on Gapogle. <laughs> so is Rick. So what was your thoughts on this, this title and this reveal, man? Fury of the Gods, speculate a bit for me, man. Yeah. What's it about here, and what are they going to take Shazam? Yeah, well, um, I know exactly where they're going to take it, because I'm privy to like the insider information <laughs> from David F. Sandberg. I wish. Uh, yeah, right? Um no, uh, Fury of the Gods. Like, if I'm reading the book right now, the ongoing monthly series, and you know, I think what they're going to do is they're going to take it into like the different realms of uh, Shazam that's set up. Like, there's different areas or different worlds in Shazam. They kind of started talking about it a little bit in the first movie with like all those doors, and then they opened one, and there was like the Crocodile Men. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like all these different worlds. There's like a Game Lands where everything is like a giant video game there's i can't remember the name of it i think it's like folktale lands or something but like everything like all the nursery rhymes and stuff are real and like there's like the uh, wicked witch from wizard of oz in there there's like the kids land where it's like a giant amusement park and then there's like this guy named king kid who is like in control and you know every kid like goes there and has fun but then once they reach i think the age of like 18 or 19 then they like age out and then like the king kid like makes them a slave and has to they have to like um power kidland or like power the amusement park by doing like hard manual labor so it's pretty intense um but there's like other lands there's like horror lands i think there's one like negative lands where like shazam is like a skeleton or something like it's very very cool and like all these like different you know fits in the theme of multiverse right um where are they gonna take it i think like obviously mr mind the little caterpillar from the end of the first one 
he's going to team up with Dr. Savannah and they're probably going to break out, you know, cause he's like, uh, what did he say? Like I named the gods, not the other way around or something. So I think like Mr. Mind is going to be integral into the plot of this film. Um, yeah. I mean, shoot, man, Fury of the Gods signed me up. They could have been called Shazamily too. And I would have been there like Shazamily. Shazamily. <laughs> like it was just, it's just, I'm just super excited for this. Like, and that's the thing that's cool about DC fandom is like, like you have like all this stuff and then you also have like, Hey, here's Shazam. And it's kind of like, like kind of forget about it. And then like, you're like, Oh yeah. Right. Like I really dug Shazam. Like we're getting like a sequel. It's not just like back in the day when like all your attention would be focused on one DC product. Right. It's like, okay, justice league is done. Now we got one whole year to just focus on Aquaman. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Aquaman. You know, what's James Wan going to do? Who are they casting? What are they doing? All my attention was on that film. Now it's just like, oh, I got Shazam, Flash, Black Adam, Suicide Squad, Batman, another Batman, Justice League, Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's like that's my thoughts of Shazam, like Fury of the Gods. Yeah, I'm calling it right now. It's going to be the most divisive film in the nerd room of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Bridge a gap for me here as we're walking towards Troy here, Carlos. <laughs> And and bring some context of Black Adam here. What what's going on with this? We've got Shazam: Fear of the Gods. Does this allude to anything that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is doing? He's got the JSA coming into into his space as Adam Smasher and Hawkman, Doctor Fate, and Cyclone. Here is these two are meant, or at least are are born, as far as I understand, out of a, a similar universe, right? Like they they have at least some connection. Yeah. And I'm not sure the degree of the connection, but they have to be building to something a little bigger. You know, DJ, he called out Shazam specifically in his little, uh, his his little monologue there calling out the rest of the justice league as well. But what are your thoughts on Shazam fear of the gods here? And also what we're going to see a little bit more here with black Adam and his part in the Shazam universe. Yeah. Well, like the connection between the two of them is that they both get, uh, like their powers both originate from the wizard Shazam, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw a bit of a tease with Black Adam facing off against the wizard, right? So hopefully they can make, get uh, Demon Hanzu back to play the wizard because I thought he was pretty cool and it'd be cool to see him kind of in his prime fighting against Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Um, yeah, maybe like I didn't really think that they would connect in a second Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. but um, there's no denying that there's a bit of a clock on Shazam just because the kids are starting to age like Jack Dylan Grazer with his weirdo puberty mustache and stuff, <laughs> which means maybe Troy will enjoy this second movie age. more <laughs> because these, these type of things start coming into play. But um, yeah, you, you couple that with the title Fury of the Gods. I don't think so. Like I do think that it'll be Mr. Mind. Um doing something to and it'll be kind of a more of a family film where it's like mr mind has a group of villains or whatnot to face off against the shazamly but uh yeah man like that black adam presentation and the concept uh that Dwayne johnson presented was phenomenal like he hit on all those key points that i would really want out of a black adam uh film in that he is a slave who was bestowed with Mm -hmm. the power and then that he yielded the power, not necessarily the way that um, the wizard and the wizard's family at the time would have wanted him 
to wield the power. He kind of used it to exert his will and his force over his oppressors and take care of his family and whatnot. Um, it's very deliberate in his call outs of like Shazam was just kind of thrown in there, but he calls out the justice league. Yeah. Big time. And, spe- and specifically Superman. And then in a tweet, like either later that night or the next day, he talks about being on a collision course with Superman. So I don't know if they're building to either Shazam three being Shazam and Superman versus black Adam, or if black Adam's going to fight Superman in his sequel, or even like based on that justice society roster that he put together, save Dr. Fate, who's pretty powerful, like black Adam by rights, cause could dispatch the other three pretty quickly. So yeah, I'm stoked, man. Like I am stoked. And I, I like the size of the justice society that they put together. Like I don't need to see Jay Garrick, the flash or, <laughs> or, or like green wild lantern. cat or <laughs> yeah. Alan Scott, green lantern getting hit with a piece of wood or something like that. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't need any of that stuff. Like I, I like the size of it because you know that they are just going to be a group for black Adam to flex on. And then I suggest that, Dr. Fate will be the connection into either bringing Shazam or more. So I think Superman into the fray with this whole thing. So I think there's something there and I think there's something cool on the horizon with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. And I will say that like seeing D with his veins popping out of his long sleeve shirt. Yeah, right. I said, noticed that too. It was like, Holy moly. (laughs) <laughs> like i i don't know like they're gonna have to triple down on the padding in zachary levi's suit <laughs> and you like know, it's, it's not the size it's the size of the heart that counts well, we'll i put think that his heart is pretty test. big too yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a nerd room showdown between you and troy and we'll see with the heart versus the hammers <laughs> who, who comes outstanding but uh, maybe next year maybe next year you know covid i, I don't need, i need get, the i need the winner yeah. to get jacked up right yeah, yeah yeah exactly i gotta like yeah. cut logs like uh sylvester stallone and rocky, rocky for yeah man like zachary levi all credit to him that guy put in the work for shazam like he showed pictures of himself in the gym and he was he got pretty swole but uh, man, The Rock is just looking on a next level. He's, he's, an, he's <laughs> so, a different type of human, or not even human. Like, you know, some uh, hybrid. They, they might was... have to just body paint The Rock and then let, let Zachary wear the padded suit to just kind of even them out a little <laughs> bit. Paint him red. Just head swap him. <laughs> yeah. So, so Troy, man, we, we, we've yeah. got Shazam here, we've got Black Adam. And yeah. you and Sanjay have been talking a lot about Superman too here. So yes. we seem to have kind of this relative connection between Black Adam and Superman, the man you're looking for, but also Black Adam and Shazam, the man you're looking less forward to, if I can say <laughs> that. You, you've been quite vocal. So you've got a man staying in the middle between what possibly could be your, your big need, want, desire in DC and maybe not so much on the other side of things. But yeah. let's talk about Shazam Black Adam here, man. What, what are yeah. your thoughts on, on these two properties from DC fandom? Yeah, well, um, I would have to say the one thing, the one thing I actually think that's kind of cool with this, this Shazam property is um, the buildup that we're getting for Black Adam. I kind of like the fact that they haven't rushed to put Black Adam in Shazam, apart from like, you know, the the scene between him and the wizard that um that Carlos mentioned. And I'm hoping we don't even get him in part two. I, I think it's gonna be kind of a cool slow build. 
plus when you look at Levi, man, yeah, he needs to he needs to level up some before he gets on that <laughs> that, that rock level. So um, yeah, I hope they take their time with that. Um, that idea though of um, Superman and um, Shazam teaming up to take on Black Adam is cool. I mean, I guess because obviously with the whole magic, I don't know if they've established it yet in the in the DCEU, but the magic is obviously something that's uh, Superman's weak towards that and Kryptonite, obviously, right? So I guess um, he would need shazam's help to take on i hate to say it but i guess he wouldn't need shazam's help to take down um black adam but i can't wait to see henry cavill and the rock go at it because because cavill that's my guy that guy hits those weights and he's the guy puts a computer together and he's 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 huge <laughs> so to see uh, those two on screen is going to be something else and i just love i love because the rock it's in his dna you know him being a wrestling guy his background he knows how to hype a crowd that guy brings it wherever it is whether it's jumanji any press tour, man, doesn't matter what movie that guy's promoting, he brings that hype and he's been putting in that work in the gym and in this campaign to bring out um, Black Adam all throughout this DCU. And he's just, I'm along for the ride, man. I'm, I'm totally on board for his movie and whatever he's going to do. The, the title of uh, Shazam's kind of cool, but Fury of the Gods, that's, that's kind of neat. Like, it's, I can mess with that. Um, I'll give it a shot too. Like, I'll definitely check out this movie because most superhero films pretty much I'll check them out no matter what. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully this time we get to see actually like, you know, um, head to toe, uh, Henry Cavill pop up in this one. Maybe, maybe we'll pick up after that, uh, that cafeteria scene and they'll, <laughs> they'll film it all the way through there. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, but, awesome. um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not, I'm not going to let Shazam rain on my parade for that DC fandom. <laughs> Cause I'm still, I'm still hyped, man. Can't bring me down. No, it's 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 more fun than anything. Just poking. Yeah, you. Just, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you know, Troy and Carlos, you guys brought up a good point about like Black Adam, you know, and like where they're gonna take him, like who they're gonna verse. Mm-hmm. But like, I think back to like the LOD, the Legion of Doom, and there was that stinger <laughs> in the theatrical cut of Justice League. Right. Now we got a Black Adam established. Yeah. We have a Black Man established. Yes. We have a Lex Luthor established. We'll That's have true. a Cheetah established. We'll have Joker established. We have Deathstroke established. Okay. Yeah. You know, like all we're yeah. kind of missing is Sinestro. And you got like a Legion of Doom that's like primed. They've been established in other movies, which would be a perfect, you know, you know, perfect villainy for the Justice League to go up against. And then you throw in Shazam and his family in the Justice League film. Oh, oh man. Like... Sonny, I'm with you. You know, I, I feel something. And maybe we'll get into it, but I mean, I'll wait. But the Justice League trailer, I think, kind of helps. It gives a little nod to where you're going. I think it does. I think it does. I think what if the DCU is doing this, which would be a pretty cool move, instead of, instead of building up the Justice League, maybe they're actually building up the Legion of Doom, as Ooh. opposed to like what the Avengers did in the MCU. Flipping on its head. Um, yeah, and, and when you look at that uh, that Justice League trailer, man, you, you see that card. You see the Joker card flapping in the wind. So he's out there. He's out there. So I didn't even catch that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's the um, when you go back YouTube and all that stuff, right? You can check these things out. But you see, um, Aquaman. So, so YouTube? What's that? <laughs> you would. Uh, you see Aquaman's trident down, and you yeah. also see Joker's like. Uh, card flapping in the wind there at the very beginning of the trailer. Where do you see the you Justice real? League, like the whatever the hall is, like the thing busted? Yeah, yeah being yeah, dismantled yeah. basically, yeah. like busted up. Oh man! Yeah. So that's, that's um, unreal. Yeah, so I think I think we're gonna get whether it's Jared Leto or not. I mean, shoot, if, if Affleck's back, I would be down to see uh, you know that pirate talking chit chat 
Joker, come Ace back Ventura and Joker, himself. Yeah. Ace Ventura <laughs> Joker. So, um, but you're you're right, man, because you you just mentioned it, like all those players that we have on deck, and then bring back Homeboy for a Deathstroke, I, Flash from the Sam Raimi movie, I Joe probably, Manganiello. Yeah, man, bring bring him back and and hey, I, I'm down, man. Bring back Jesse, even if you have to, bring him back. I would like to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Max, that team form. Bring back. <laughs> Just bring it back. Yeah. Bring everyone back. Bring Who's going to fight the Flash? And, and, and what's that? Who's going to fight the Flash? I guess they could oh, bring in Boomerang. Yeah. Jai Courtney action. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. He sells tickets. I, well, I would like to see. Uh, I like to see reverse Flash though. I think he was so yeah. cool on the CW. He's always been great in you know the Flash comics. I'd like to see them just you know cast a new guy. And bring in Reverse Flash, and yeah. uh, let's let's make it happen. Especially with um, the new Flash movie coming up, I think it'd be cool, man, to hype up the the bad guys. DC knows how to do bad. Let's hype yeah. up the bad guys, bring that team in, and um, and then we can form the Justice League well, to take it, them down. And it's an interesting way to to spin the whole concept on its head, right? Because you're right, we have the Justice League established. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't do the same buildup that we had seen in the past, but it is something that okay, people are, are comfortable and familiar with the idea that these group have come together they're called the justice league but i'm kind of digging that concept of building up this like you know just justly dark or bad justice league type thing if you want to put it in layman's terms right Le- legion yeah. of doom well i know that's what it's called but like when <laughs> he said, thinking of like the wrestlers well exactly 90s, when he said lod like, that's why I, I scoffed a bit because i was like why is he talking about wrestling right now I'm like dude that's the big spikes on their right, yeah. the hockey pads <laughs> so like it's i'm trying to i'm trying to you know bring it down to to my level a little bit here <laughs> but it, it is a cool concept that you could work towards um but let's talk about that justice league trailer we're talking about justice league here you know it's it was something that we touched on a bit in the get vocal live stream but i gotta hear your thoughts here sanjay because you've been the guy you you've always been behind this and i said right on the the get vocal live stream that yes i'm the marvel guy and i haven't always been as supportive as you are for this universe, because I think, you know, it took some wrong turns, but here we are, we were coming at the, the right end of it here. And, you know, going back to even justice, like theater cut, I thought was, it was, it was all right. And seeing this trailer here, seeing Zack Snyder back at the helm of these characters, this four hour, hour long Epic that we're seeing hour long episodes, I should see build should say building into this four hour long Epic where we get to see his vision realized stemming from Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman into the Justice League. So all this footage is, is relatively new. I believe we saw some of it in the original Justice League trailer prior to Zack Snyder parting ways with WB and then bringing in Joss Whedon. But we've, we've got an interesting choice of song that both Carlos and I on the live stream said that you know maybe we would prefer something a little bit different. But... You and Troy, you guys both like what they cut together here. And it seems like there's quite a few little Easter eggs built into that, which doesn't surprise me with Zack Snyder. But Sadie, let's get your thoughts on this Justice League trailer. And then we'll just pass this around a little bit more and talk, not in a huge amount of detail, but we'll get into some of the, the ins and outs of, of what Snyder's putting a screen here on HBO Max in 2021. Yeah, man. Like this, uh, this trailer, like it kind of brought like, my eye if i'm being serious just like um going back to like way back to like 2000 when did justly come out 2017 and like you know i i actually dug that film like i'll admit like yeah i watched it in theaters twice i have like four copies of the film like the different (laughs) steel books and whatnot um and like i thought that was like it was fine um 
and then like I just remember like hearing about the Snyder Cut and like I remember like when he got taken off WB was like oh you'll still see like his vision you know Joss is just going in to complete it and I like bought that I'm like okay cool like you know this is what Zach Zach Snyder wanted to like bring and you know wanted to do and then it wasn't until like you know people started talking about it and being like no man that's that's not true like he has like this whole other film that like he had filmed and then WB like kiboshed it and you know you know like you all know the story by now I don't know why I'm I'm saying it but uh, I just remember like you know being like so like captivated by this I'm like I just want to see it because like I'm probably like the biggest fan of Batman v Superman here and I always said like it's just such a tragedy like the whole the whole thing is just such a tragedy um and like the one thing like i just always wanted to do is kind of like thanos at the end end game it's just like i always wanted that like completed trilogy where you know i could sit in my chair and i could like get my crippled old ass up when i'm old and like put in the disc of man of steel and then batman v superman and then you know Zack snyder's justice league so i could have like a completed trilogy for all time and you know i felt like that trilogy was kind of like broken like the link was broken and i could watch two two-thirds of that trilogy and and it kind of made me sad watching batman v superman to be honest with you guys because every time i watch it i'd be like all these threads are just gonna dangle in the wind forever and we're never gonna get like answers to any of this stuff and it'll just be like you know you go in and you watch and you just kind of like you're excited but then you're kind of just a little bit you know, sad at the same time when you watch it, because you're just like, I just wanted this to continue. I just wanted this to continue. You know, it's kind of like watching um, Green Lantern, for example, and you see like the Sinestro at the end, and then you know, it's never going to happen. Right. And that's kind of like how <laughs> well, I felt like know. watching. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I'm, I learned to never say never after this weekend. Um, and that's like something that like, um, always bugged me, you know, after Justice League came out, and then going back to rewatch the first two films but now that i see that like we are in fact getting not only just what he wanted but in fact more like there's no way if they had released uh his film back in 2017 it would have been a four-hour film there's no way like no that is just an insane <laughs> amount they may have split into two maybe but there's no way they would have given us four hours of it right like that that would have been such a commitment so you know we we're getting like more than we even asked for which which is awesome but like the trailer itself man like it just looks so epic like i just love everything about it like just the shots and like just seeing uh the team and it just feels so much more epic you know this feels like a biblical tale this feels like something like they should teach in sunday school to like the children it's just like you know and then steppenwolf came down from the heavens and he was wanting to smite earth and these six heroes arose and took him down like man it's just so freaking epic like the the did, last did you line just take our podcast to the Zack snyder is jesus case? <laughs> um <laughs> no but if you want me to i could <laughs> son jesus son jesus yeah um um oh yeah like the, the last you just threw me for a loop for once i like lost my train of thought but then i i picked it up you know um it's vengeance uh, yeah the the last line from batman was so freaking oh, cool man. man like are you kidding me we're gonna get wow. dialogue like this wow like, like right like yeah. you compare that to like some of the dialogue from the theatrical cut and it's just not even in the same you know same stratosphere yeah it's like superman have you fought a hippo and superman's like 
get out of here, kid. Like, I'm trying to save the day. Whereas he's like, I don't care how many demons or hells he's fought and he's never fought us united. Mm -hmm. You never fought us before, not us united. Like, damn. Like, like if Batman told me that, I'd be like, all right, I'm suiting up. Like, I have no powers. I have no money. I have nothing. I'm suiting up. Like, I don't care. Like, let's let's freaking do this you know <laughs> so yeah. um and, and then i know like um you guys uh, like touched on touched on the song and i thought i thought the song was like very apropos um you know just given like uh, zach snyder's history with that song you know he used it in watchmen um in the scene where night night owl gets kind of like his zest for life back it's like his mojo back and um you know i kind of feel like that's appropriate just like for everything that's like gone on in Zack Snyder's personal life and having this film, you know, go through it like simultaneously with like the personal tragedy of his daughter. Um, and then to like, you know, have this song where, you know, it's kind of like, like they play it like at funerals, you know, it's, it's common to be played at funerals, but it's kind of like you listen to it and it's like very like, I don't know, like the song just like feels like, you know, Zack Snyder's just kind of like saying like, you know, I'm getting like, it's a very personal film to him and that's probably a very personal personal song to him and i think like it fits with the trailer and he's kind of like you know telling like the fans and stuff like you know this is a passion project of mine and you know it's kind of like you know i'm feeling like he's getting like his his je ne sais quoi back you know his mojo back and um you know he just seems like happier like you just like look at interviews with him and i think it's kind of like cathartic um this whole experience for him and so like i think like that's kind of why they chose that song like you know you could debate like if there's been like better songs that you could have used for the trailer yeah you, you probably could you could debate that but like i think like in terms of like in a personal level i think like he nailed it like with that song choice it's just like it's just like i just i don't know man like it just felt like like a rebirth of sorts kind of thing like he's like kind of like optimistic and you kind of just like this like healing this healing um with that song so that's kind of my takeaway I, I i i mean i could go on and on and on about everything about you know this film and just everything that it means to me and like to me i i was like a lost sheep you know like i at times i never thought this thing would come out and at times i would just be like man like this is never gonna happen you know people are just wasting their energy and like uh, you know, unfortunately, I was just like, you know, I was like very like behind the movement at the beginning. And then like, I kind of just like dropped out just because like, I was so beaten down. And I was just like, this is never going to happen. Like nothing like this has ever happened before, you know, so like, this is just like wasted energy. And then now to see it come true, just to see like how wrong I was and like how I wish like, I had like kept kept fighting. So like, for them, like hats off to them, because like the fans, because this film never would have got made without them. And man, like, hats off, because I'm so freaking excited to watch this film. Yeah. And I, I just I just want to see this man like this is yeah. this is gonna be so epic. And I know I, I had always said like, Oh, man, like, I wish this thing would be a movie because like, um, I'm a movie guy as opposed to a TV show guy. But then when I was like thinking about it on the weekend, I'm like, you know, they would never release a four hour movie. So making this a TV series, I get more content. So at the end I win, we all win. So I I'm down for it. I mean, shoot, man, I'll, I'll I'm going to get off my like soapbox here and like, <laughs> let you guys like wax poetic about this. But, uh, 
I'm just excited, you know. It's just, it's just, it's just uplifting, and it's exciting. I can, I can feel the excitement. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's Alpable just like across oh, the mic here. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> it, I just can't wait. Like, when is this thing gonna come out? Is it coming up tomorrow? Like, is it coming out? I like, wish, man. Right? Like, I would man. be there. And and I just want maybe we'll get a theatrical release here in Canada. I don't know. That'd be freaking unreal. Well, he said he might release it. He might release it in theaters after it's ran. It's uh, HBO. Yeah. Like they okay, might put it in, yeah. Yeah. So it might get a theatrical release. He's talking really, about like really trying for it. Yeah. International yeah. distribution and stuff like yeah. that is going to. Well, be they got to release like a physical release. Like you know, if I had to stream this in 4K, as opposed to watching it on a disc <laughs> in 4K, yeah, like the streaming will be dope and whatnot. But like. Give me the physical disc just because. Steelbook, baby. Yeah, give me the steelbook. Like, I already have, like, I have three steelbooks, so I can just go out there, pick the best-looking one, you know, replace it with this, even if I don't get a steelbook. So that's maybe that's why I was thinking ahead, why I bought, like, three steelbooks of this <laughs> film. So I could be like, okay, this is the Snyder steelbook. This is the, you know, theatrical release steelbook. Shoot, man. It, it's definitely been a journey, this this whole process. And, yeah. you know, I think Zack Snyder said that he's been working on this film, right, since 2016, 15, if not longer. That's a long time, Dylan. And for it to come, like, around here. It is great to see the excitement behind it and that we're getting this this big, epic film. To me, and I said on Get Vocal, I wasn't a huge fan of the the music and the trailer. And I understand that it has a personal connection to, to Zack here. And that's what he's come out and said that he has a personal connection to it. And this is more of the personal film. I thought it deserved kind of like a, a bigger, grander sort of epicness to it. Um, I actually, <laughs> I was sitting at midnight on fandom DC fandom night after, and I recut the trailer with a different set of music. <laughs> to it. So I, I have my own personal Snyder cut cut of the trailer, <laughs> the tin cut, which, uh, which I had some fun with just playing around with, just random music, just that epic film trailer type of music you can find on YouTube, and I smash it together, and I, I kind of got. Oh, I thought you were singing Hallelujah in the trailer. No. Like if you wanted to sing it, and then like put a trailer out, I think our I think our audience would love to see that. What do you guys think, <laughs> Troy and Carlos? Like if we get like you know release the Tim singing cut, you know if we get like a hundred likes yeah. on this episode. I got I got Tim a, I got a trailer cut for you, but I'm never gonna <laughs> sing Hallelujah. I tell you that much. <laughs> he says that now. He says that now. But he also said Ben Affleck would never come back as Batman. So I probably did say that. That sounds like <laughs> something I would say. And based off of all the information we had at the time, it was highly likely that he was <laughs> yeah. never coming back. Based on all the information we have now, it's highly likely Tim will not sing. But it is not a hundred percent guaranteed that he will not sing Hallelujah. And you know what? He could sing it you know at your next family function get together like tim is being like we're gonna whore tim out he's gonna i think there's a higher chance of me singing it than me going to a random person's family function (laughs) but (laughs) nonetheless (laughs) carlos ben i know we touch on this a lot so i don't want to go into too much detail you know sunny kind of covered the basis here the excitement level behind the justice league trailer but having a bit more time to digest what we saw kind of the almost the uh the subtlety of what some of the scenes meant and the inclusion of some of those scenes that we never did see theatrically. Any final thoughts on the justice league trailer here? No, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing it and what it brings. And um, yeah, just kind of closing the chapter on that era of DC, right? Like it was this thread that was hanging there and kind of a, an open wound that would never heal. So hopefully now coupled with the statement and mindset of what, DC films and Warner brothers and AT&T wants to do with that IP going forward, that this can come out 
the folks that wanted to see it can enjoy it. The folks that were maybe skeptical about it can maybe be converted to the cause. And um, yeah, we can close the chapter on the Zack Snyder era of DC films. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> you get his full trilogy here. Now, Troy, man, final thoughts on yeah. this. You've been, you've been hyped, man. You were sold on yeah, this. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm hyped, dude. This is awesome. Cause I was one of the guys, like I didn't care much for the Snyder cut. I wasn't the biggest believer. I enjoyed Man of Steel. I was done after BVS. I thought <laughs> Justice League was okay. It wasn't as bad as people made out to be. And then with the fight, man, with what people have been going through and after watching the whole um, panel, like, man, like, these super fans went in. Like, these guys really, really went in, which totally changed my perspective completely to see the passion that went into this, to see um, Zack Snyder be able to, you know, possibly conclude his trilogy here but i feel like the book's open with a lot of these characters i mean obviously we're getting more from wonder woman i mean affleck's kind of back i think what we learned from fandom is that there's a lot of different avenues they can go here it's not just one streamlined Mm -hmm. property that they're going anymore and and they're trying to please everybody and uh and i'm in and, and, and that trailer man that trailer is awesome like for me when i heard ben affleck challenge superman and said tell me do you bleed i thought that was one of the baddest lines ever i loved it I love that mm-hmm. line. To see the line that he delivered here at the end of that trailer, and he doesn't even have the cowl on, that's, that's Bruce Wayne. That's Batman. Like that guy, that guy runs it for me. I loved it. The music gets better for me as the trailer ends too. When it's cutting away and he's blocking like the Parademon's blast. That's awesome, man. Like it's, I'm all in. I'm all in. And I, I'm so excited for this to drop. I just, I can't wait for HBO Max to, um, to give us this, man. I want to see the theatrical like on the big screen, I want uh, Sunny. I want that steelbook, dude. Like, I'm in. I'm in. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get more, man. Hopefully we get more. I'm there. But I, I, I loved it. Obviously, you guys knew that. If you watch Get Vocal, I'm all about that life right <laughs> Hyped. now. Hyped. Sipping that Kool Aid right now, man. Yeah, right. no, it's all good, man. I think yeah. that to your point too about them wanting to please everyone. I think it's it's it might not even be that. It might be the freedom to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Let the creatives do their thing and not to be bound by a singular narrative that is all consuming for their film and TV universes. They're okay. In that multiverse panel that you brought up there, Carlos, they're okay with having, you know, earth one earth 400 earth 2099. You know what I mean? Maybe not 2099, but, <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> maybe a bit, copyright infringement bit, bit too far on the other side, but nonetheless, <laughs> they, they're okay with that, right? They're okay to have Batman and specifically state that this Batman has nothing to do with this Batman. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And bringing Keaton back in. And I think that's going to be where they thrive is they have a lot of great source material. They have great creators and they have actors and actresses that are championing these, these roles and these characters and wanting to run through with them and stay with them and promote them and wave the DC flag. And they've all been given the the space and the leash to do so. And I think that's where DC is really going to find its niche is in the creative driven storytelling without handcuffs or constraints. And if we can weave in some common thread, which they will, they're going to do that as well. And so they're going to kind of have their cake and eat it too if I can say that, where they can have everything existing they can have these weird offshoot universes, these one-offs, but then they can also still do the single line narrative and pull some of these characters together. And when they want, they can just reach into the multiverse and pull someone back, right? Yeah. And it's an avenue that I think the MCU is going to go as well, where they're just going to open this up in Doctor Strange and say, yeah, we can do whatever we want. We want to bring Evans back? Yeah, we're just going to bring him back. 
You know what I mean? Comic logic, man. No exactly. One's ever comic really logic dead. is it's phase one through three of the MCU didn't embrace that. But I think point forward and same with DC, they're both just going to embrace the concept of the multiverse. And it's, it's going to be who can ever do the biggest, baddest cameos that they can find. They're going to do it, right? So it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and I think, you know, speaking about fun, the, the next thing that we're going to talk about here, and we're going to pick the pace up here because I want to spend some time on the Batman, is the Suicide Squad. James Gunn is bringing this totally wacky, bananas looking film to the screen and he's brought his friends and he's brought a cast of characters that i'm going to be honest with you i have no idea who most of them are <laughs> sunshine is shaking his head here which makes even you i don't bad. know who most of them are <laughs> <laughs> but it looks fun i think in hindsight this is probably the one place the one panel in dc fandom that when i'm looking back i wish there was a little more the thing that i'm missing from this is dialogue between the characters mm. I, you know we got this behind the scenes reel which at the time i thought was really cool and i still think it's really cool because it gives you the visualization of what james gunn's bring to screen both from a practical sense and a costume and character sense but i'm thinking about it i would have liked some of these characters to interact with each other just to get a feel for the james gunn dialogue to get a feel for how these characters are going to play off one another troy man looking back on the suicide squad panel here mm. Do you get that same vibe that I almost wish there was a trailer, to be honest with you, um, just to get a bit more of a sense for what Gunn is going to bring to the screen. Like he's a writer first and we got to see a lot of the director side of Gunn there, but not yeah. a lot of the writing and the dialogue and the interaction, which I wish it just, if I had asked for one more thing in DC fandom, it probably would have been a bit more of that. How are you feeling about that, that side of things for the Suicide Squad? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. I'm, I'm pretty much right there. Um, I really enjoyed the chemistry offset that we saw with these guys mm -hmm. behind the stage. It looked cool behind the screens. It looked really cool. Everything going on between them. I have no idea who more than half these characters mm -hmm. are. And I mean, that doesn't really bother me because I mean, I'm not really invested with Suicide Squad anyways. So I'm not looking to have my, my top five members in there. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I really wish we did get to see some more um, footage of, of what's been going on. Because I mean, they got a lot done. It's, They're it's done. Pretty it much. is done. Yeah. yeah. So I really wish we got to see more. And I mean, the talks is everyone's like, it's, it's guardians. It's DC's guardians. Well then I, I kind of want to see it. I want to mm -hmm. see it whether it is or isn't, but I want to see it. I want to make that comparison. And um, yeah, I was, I wasn't bummed because again, I'm not the biggest suicide squad guy, but just looking back, that would have been something kind of cool just to sell it that much more for maybe people that weren't big on the original suicide squad that being me so uh <laughs> yeah but um all, all around i mean it's 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 a it's a cool cast um i like basically from what we've seen beforehand i think even they showed like that that crazy kind of like cast listing yeah. and like the colors are wacky and and kind of grimy but nowhere near as much as like the david air look so that's kind of nice but um yeah man i just really wish we got to see a bit more i agree with what carlos said too last week or over the weekend there, I loved the look of Harley Quinn. It, it, yeah. it probably is actually my favorite, favorite look of hers. This is, this is pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. you're telling me you don't know who arm fall off boy is and peacemaker. <laughs> is that a rock band? <laughs> peacemaker. I have heard of before. I haven't read anything about him, but at least I kind of know what his deal is. Yeah. Arm fall off man. I think that's who Nathan, Nathan Fillion is playing. That's at yeah. least what Wikipedia told me. And, and the goddamn Batman, if anyone knows who most of these characters, or at least some of these characters is, it's you, man. <laughs> I only have a slight inkling more than you guys, but 
Yeah. No, there's some curious choices in there. And like, there's actually a few really heavy hitters in there. And then some just kind of ridiculous cannon fodder type characters in there. So I'm beside myself excited with what James Gunn is going to be doing with this thing. Like that he's approaching it as simply a sequel to the Ostrander run of the comics and being like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're picking it up and we're going to pick up a few of these things that David Ayer got started for us with your uh, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn and Jai Courtney's version of Boomerang and whatnot. I think that's awesome. And yeah, the energy was amazing. And just listening to you guys talk about it. um, I kind of think the reason we didn't get footage is because a trailer will be coming. Whereas if they burn the trailer now then that puts them in a position where they have to show us more so i do this might have been kind of like batman notwithstanding my favorite thing that we saw um outside of the bat space and in retrospect i'm kind of happy that we didn't get a trailer just because we would that would force their hand to show that much more in the build up to the movie so yeah, I'm I'm super excited. And like you listen to the things that James Gunn was saying about just the scope of it, how much fun he had making this movie. Like he extolled so many platitudes upon like Warner Brothers and making this movie and his cast that like I I don't think Chris Pratt and company would be out of place to have their nose out of joint because he was just gushing about. Yeah. Um, I thought about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, if I was, if I was Pratt daddy watching fandoms, I would be a bit insulted because it's like, what do you mean? You've been with us for two movies. You just met these guys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about so many things with this one. Like even just the scope of it and the fact that like with the behind the scenes thing, the other thing that it did is it's like, hey, we're not in a warehouse where everything is just painted green and people are wearing just pieces of costumes. Like yeah. these guys are all in full costumes. With... It looks so funny. Yeah. Like, with the color contrast of the, the fatigues in that too. Like yeah. you've got John yeah. Cena walking around in this like skin tight blue and red. <laughs> it's great. Totally. And it's, it's just helmet. so cool, right? And then you have like the weasel running around. And... Yeah. The weasel, yeah. 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 And you got, yeah, you got kind of like cosmic level powered characters the mongal being on the team and then king shark doing his thing like yes that blink yeah. and you miss of the king shark too that was cool yeah so I'm, like I'm excited for it i'm super excited for it i think this one's going to catch a lot of people off guard and I, yeah by the time that hype machine kicks in look out this mm-hmm. this is going to be one to watch yeah, agreed. I, I, I have a feeling that James Gunn is going to uh, use his close friends there, Michael Rooker and Nathan Fillion and that as cannon fodder in the opening scene. <laughs> I don't know oh, how yeah. far they're actually going to make it, but it, it's going to be a lot of, uh, of fun to see what's next. And again, to your point, I, I, I agree with you, Carlos, maybe not burning a trailer is the best thing here too. But you have to remember, you remember, Sonny, you remember, I think it's Slipknot that was the character in the original Suicide Squad that we saw him in like, that scene and then you don't see him again and everyone's like yep he's gone he's the first out of here and so you have to be careful how you cut a trailer for this to not give away those uh, those deaths right because not only they bring stakes from you i'm assuming that they're going to be some of them are going to be quite funny and -hmm. you don't want to give that away by by giving you know some insight into that so you're right you know it's as much as i'd like to see some dialogue and i still think i would have liked to see that it's this is gonna be a hard trailer to cut because you can't really show much 
especially towards the end of the film, because you're going to get down to probably a core six, maybe seven characters by the end yeah. so that you can focus in and develop some of those instead of trying to develop 12, 13 guys or whatever the, the cast list is here. And so it'll be interesting to see how they play this. But Sonny, man, you're a huge fan of, of Ayer's Suicide Squad, the original one here. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't find a whole bunch of love within the nerd room here but (laughs) nonetheless the concept and and what they brought to the screen was at least interesting and like carlos said it set the foundation for what james gunn is picking up and running with some of the high points you know jack courtney's boomerang and harley quinn etc but but what are your thoughts on this and how it's evolved from the airspace man i really dig it like i think the producer said you know this is like a gritty 70s war film but with James Gunn directing and like Mm -hmm. his script and his characters. And that is totally different than what we got from the first Suicide Squad. And what's really neat about like Suicide Squad is you can kind of like just parachute them into different films. And like each, I think each sequel should be like something completely different. Like if he were to do, you know, the third Suicide Squad movie, I don't know, like just do something like maybe like a, like a horror film or something. You know what I mean? Like Suicide Squad lends itself because you can change the cast of characters it could be anything, you know, next film won't necessarily be a gritty war film. Like this one is, um, King shark making an appearance surprised me. He is so funny, like not funny, but like in Harley Quinn, the TV show, he is hilarious. He's like one of the funniest characters and he had a good run in, I think it was Aquaman. He was in Aquaman or was it suicide squad? He had like a good run in the new 52. I'm pretty sure it was suicide squad, but like the crossover with Aquaman, like just boom, you, you know, it rates itself. And um, the big thing I like, you know, is like the characters, a lot of them are unknowns. And that's, that's, that's a good thing. Um, if you look at the first Suicide Squad film, you know, they weren't killing Harley Quinn. You know, Will Smith wasn't going to die. You know, Killer Croc, who's like a big time villain in the Batman universe, wasn't get killed. You know, Captain Boomerang wasn't going to get killed. You knew Amanda Waller wasn't going to get killed. You know, pretty much everyone you knew wasn't going to get killed and surprise surprise slipknot was the only member that got killed well they, this didn't, time lean, around, they didn't lean into the premise of the suicide yeah, squad there right, right? They're like anyone could die oh look our mission only one person died and he died and in the first like because, 10 minutes right and he didn't even get like a vignette he didn't even get like an introduction <laughs> so you knew he was gone right he didn't even get two introductions harley quinn got like three introductions in that film <laughs> um where's this one here shit man all these characters every one of them could bite the bullet you know except for harley quinn of course but like captain boomerang i don't know if he's gonna survive in this one you know it's just totally unpredictable and that makes for a better film watching experience because as you're watching guaranteed just like out of nowhere someone's just gonna get shot in the back of the head or something and then they're gonna be dead and you're just gonna be like whoa that came out of nowhere but like all right let's move on with the mission you know what i mean and like you know i'm kind of with you carlos like if they did release the trailer I feel like, you know, it kind of may have been like lost in the weeds a bit. This one here just shows us some stuff and but doesn't give anything away and like lets us talk about the film. So I think, you know, I'm kind of like on the no trailer side, like, you know, let you don't want to like show something too early and then like the film burn out before it comes out. Right. So, you know, with Batman, you know, that things that flame's going to burn bright forever. Like people are going to be talking about that. You could release a Batman trailer and then release the Batman film in five years and people would still be clamoring for it. So so for me, you know, just give us like, you know, behind the scenes stuff and let us know who the characters are. 
that's that's good enough for me. That's all I needed. So yeah, yeah man, it's, it's a great squad. way to, to introduce the characters and give people, you know, the ability to Google some of these guys before heading into theater sometime <laughs> in 2021. Cause it's, yeah, man, it's definitely going to be necessary. <laughs> I got to get the Pokemon dot man action figure. It's hilarious because all I can think of is the whole time we're talking is I wonder if Sanjay would dress up in a polka dot man outfit for some reason. I don't know. I can just see it. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it also doubles as a twister game board. If you're out with friends and you want to play twister, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Let, let's move away there from the Suicide Squad and move to the Batman. We we gushed about this on the last podcast, part one to this, the Get Vocal live stream. Go check that out in the episode before. But we're going to take a deep dive here because we did not touch on some of the key scenes that we did see in there. And we did that on purpose because we wanted to spend some time here. I made the goddamn Batman wait to talk about this, <laughs> but I'm going to give him the first opportunity to ju- jump into this. But you know, with this Batman, totally to set this, we've got a great Nirvana song, something in the way, the lyrics kind of tie to this. You've got that score, that Michael Giacano score mixed into this. I think I said his last name that wrong, but Carl's kid, he can correct me because I know you can say it. <laughs> but uh, talk to me about the tone here, man. We've got the year two. We've got Gordon. He doesn't appear to be a vigilante status working with the Gotham PD here, man. The first part of this trailer really sets the scene for what we're going to get. Even, you know, the tape ripping and all that. Like let's, let's talk about this. And, and I want you to kind of describe your feelings and thoughts on the first part of this trailer and how much information we get about what the movie is going to be. And also potentially leading to the idea that this could be a, a Riddler led villain cast you know we are getting potentially the penguin and selena kyle and all that there is a deeper roster there but it looks like the riddler is going to be the focal point at least from this first trailer man what are are your thoughts here on the first part oh it's it sets the paradigm for a completely different batman than we've ever seen before right like we've kind of had that dark knight batman and you've had superhero batman with affleck and you kind of had the fantasy character with the stuff that came before but this is the first time that we get that kind of urban vigilante Batman and they strike the drum with that right off the hop, right? You have a big tentpole superhero movie opening with a guy taping up a dead body and mm-hmm. writing a message on his face, right? Like th- th- that kind of thing ain't going to get greenlit by Kevin Feige. <laughs> I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. That's not the plot to Iron Man 4? <laughs> yeah, so I, I loved just those opening shots where you have those that POV and you don't know exactly that you're following Batman the first time you're watching it, but mm-hmm. you see the kind of uneasy, judgy, uncomfortable looks on the police officers' faces and even forensics and whatnot. And that Gordon is the only one who's kind of engaging this character and then he steps forward and that costume just shines when shot properly by Matt Reeves. Like I had my doubts at first, but I just love it. And even like the cowl, which I was kind of skeptical about looking back, he kind of looks like the superpowers action figure, the way the (laughs) jawline goes and whatnot. It's, it's there. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, like it, it does tread a few of the similar feelings and the kind of the tones and that kind of wraith um, Batman that Nolan went for. Yeah. But it just amps it up to a whole new level, right? Like there's a very much Zodiac 7 type of feel with what the Riddler is doing. And 
Gotham is a real and scary place um, with just, you know, you kind of get glimpses of the penguin and his gang and how they're impacting the city. And yeah, you, you kind of get the sense that the police need Batman because they can't get the job done being faced with these new threats. And I always like that where you have your version of Batman is not kind of the cause of all the problems. Cause if he didn't exist then the villains wouldn't exist. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get the vibe that these guys were here already and operating. And there was a need for a response from Bruce Wayne in the form of Batman, as opposed to I'm going to do this. And then that's going to be the catalyst for all these other guys coming out of the woodwork kind of thing. So yeah, like right away. And then you have that Giacchino score that's just interlaced with that Nirvana song. And it's perfect. Like oh. just perfect and it's been playing in my head all the whole podcast yeah start. We, we had that primer with the test footage and then that he interlaces it with that song was a an astute move like it just it gave you something familiar so that it could take you to places that you'd never been before right so i, I don't know how far we want to go into this thing like i've probably watched this 17 times to <laughs> Every one time I watch the Justice League trailer, so times four. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm knocking on triple digits with this thing, but uh, yeah, I'll stop there before we get into the into the the sexy parts of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, Troy, I, I want to throw yeah, this man. to you now, man. I want you to talk about the fact that we're getting a, a Riddler on screen. We haven't had a Riddler since Jim Carrey. And we reviewed that movie not too long ago. And I know there was a lot of talk early on. I believe it was as we walked out of the dark night, when's the Riddler? We want the Riddler. And I think the right choice in that universe was to stray away from it because of the way the Joker was and the Scarecrow, you know, you'd be treading on, on similar footsteps there. And this one leaning into or going with the, the Riddler here and not a, at least from what we saw here, you know, not expressly explicit Riddler. You know, when I looked at it, like the first time I watched the trailer, I, until they started talking in the riddle, I was like, who is this guy? Right. <laughs> and so I love that about the trailer. And then we get into, and you almost have to listen too, right? Because mm-hmm. when Gordon's talking in the riddle, it probably took me two or three f- trailer watches. And maybe this is just me to get exact. Like I didn't know if it was different, dialogue spliced together of gordon talking to batman about the note or reading the note it seems like there's a few things that are slightly not in a perfect line with how we're probably going to see it in the film but did did it did the riddler catch you there and kind of the idea of the riddle and then also with batman just showing up amongst all the police like not having that vigilante that outlaw status yet Mm. you know for a year or two here i thought that was pretty cool too yeah well you know um to go into the Riddler part, part um, I really like that we got the Riddler. I think one of the coolest things with that character is he can pretty much age with any kind of Batman property. I think if you want um, a campy Batman, you can do the Riddler. If you want a uh, Christopher Nolan world of Batman, you can do it. And with this film, obviously, you can do it too because I feel like they're going to touch on something that we've never really touched on in Batman films, and that's the detective aspect. That's that noir aspect that we've been lacking, and I feel mm-hmm. like we're going to get that here. And who better to challenge Batman than the Riddler when you're going with that kind of ground and tone, but this cool kind of urban look of the Batman? So I love it. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the Riddler. 
Um, I don't feel like it ends there, though, especially going into the panel of what Matt Reeves mentioned. He did mention a myth of a certain... He mentioned some kind of myth or legend. And I feel when you're talking those words, that's, that's the Court of Owls. I really, really feel like the Court of Owls are going to have a presence either in this film or over this trilogy or whatever series or franchise yeah, they're doing here. Yeah. I feel like they're going to be the overarching enemy. And um, I'm, I'm super stoked and excited to see that. The, the, it's, um, I'm always a fan of Batman kind of being on the run. The, the police kind of going after Batman. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the Spider-Man fanboy in me or what, but I always kind of like the police after Batman. And this isn't like a, a dislike or by any means. It's just, um, it was kind of um, a bit odd for me to see going to a year two that um, Batman is kind of working with the police, or at least they don't seem very threatened by him. But the shot, the shot though is awesome. The shot of Batman walking through, because that's the first real proper yeah. look we have of the costume. And and I've been the biggest hater on the Batson. And I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, I thought it looked cool. Like the costume looked awesome. Um Carlos mentioned it, man. I I, I feel like the costume when shot well looks great. It could very well look funny otherwise, but when you shoot it properly, mm-hmm. this thing is fire. And it, it, it lit up like that Arkham Knight, that Arkham Origins look, a bit with that zero-year cowl ears that were pointing pretty high from the New 52 Gapulo look. Um, I liked it, man. That The beady eyes, this is the first time I've ever looked at Batman. Like When I look at Affleck's Batman, I'm like, that's comic accurate. He's huge. He's intimidating. He's massive. But the look that I got from Pattinson was pure craziness. It... The only thing I've ever seen similar is Punisher Netflix when he's crazy in the eyes, the Daredevil yeah. series, yeah. that, that birth all look where you're like, this guy could snap at any minute and you just don't know. He's a ticking time bomb. And, and I got that. I got that out of um, Padson. So that's cool. I mean, a big strong suit is when an actor can just act with their eyes, their facial expressions, which is why I love drive so much. Then I think you nailed something. And um, I think, I think we're in for a treat, man. I think we're in for a treat. Yeah. I, I fully agree. You know, when you look at Robert Pattinson, on the outside, and you compare them to previous Batman, especially the last two we've had in Affleck and in Bale. Yeah, they are much larger men than than Pattinson, right? And you always I, they've kind of sculpted out this idealized version of at least in the, what I'm going to call the modern era of Batman in film. You go back to Keaton, maybe not so much, right? He was a much thinner, smaller man, and but you still feel by the end of this trailer, you still feel very intimidated by Robert Pattinson and uh, that Batman. <laughs> I was just going to say between the three of them, Bale, Affleck and Pattinson, he's honestly the scariest one. Yeah. Like based on the <laughs> short trailer, it's like, Oh yeah. He's the one I'd like to mess with the least. I probably, well, I don't know if I want to get punched. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Put, I mean, Affleck in the, in the warehouse. <laughs> in that yeah, warehouse scene, true, man. man. Yeah. Dude, dude, I yeah. think Bale would be like the most like you could reason with, you know, he yeah. seems like a pretty like reasonable Batman. Where's the other two? If you're like caught like with a gun or something, they wouldn't even like give you a chance, right? Like if you're robbing a place, they would like enjoy beating the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. So Sonny Man, you haven't had a chance to to openly talk about this on the podcast. This trailer. Let's get into it a little bit here. You know, we've had and contextualized a bit of the tone here and what appears to be the main villain and the Batman. But bring some context to this, man. You know, what are you what are your thoughts on the Batman here? And then we'll move into this a little bit. And you can comment first here on some of this interaction that he does have with another villain here in Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Yeah, man. I was blown away with this trailer. Like considering all day I just kept getting blown away. 
you know, you could think like fatigue may sit in and like complacency may sit in. So like they had to do something really big to like cap this off, right? It's like sitting through like an hour worth of fireworks and then you're just like, yay, more fireworks, right? But like they just like brought brought like the heat with the last trailer. And um man, like Pattinson, I was all in. Like Matt Reeves, he did like something impossible. Like he made Planet of the Apes relevant again. Like how many times have they been trying to like fix yeah, that? Isn't wrong with the Burton version of, of Apes? <laughs> <laughs> That's a quality film. I'll, I sh- I'll show it some love. Um, but like the Reeves, the last two Reeves uh, Planet of the Apes films were incredible, and um, so I was always in with Matt Reeves, and um, just to like see Robert Pattinson in the suit, man, he looks incredible. Uh, Troy, you mentioned Court of Owls. I think the card he has is like an owl. So like a little little tread little uh, mm. you know little breadcrumb there. All right. They gotta do Court of Owls. And I'm like, to. right? Like, and they say like, but this not is in this tri- film. It's gotta be like they gotta no, like they gotta string like, a narrative that yeah. is, yeah. is yeah. way Just wider in scope. Super than this. effective yeah. if this yeah. was like the third. But the you thing know, they have to avoid with the Court of Owls is that like in the same. I don't want to go back to Spider Man Two here, where like every villain is a something to do with the Court of Owls, right? They yeah. have to yeah. have. Like it has to be like a, a string or a thread that goes through, but it's not like mm. the Riddler and then the Scarecrow and then Selena Kyle's actually part. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. It has, yeah. They have to be some independence that, okay, the Riddler can be part of it, but it's got to grow across and, and do something wider, bigger, mm-hmm. but it can't just be all of that. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. a cool thing with the Court of Owls is that they sit behind yes. everything. Yeah. And it's like, these guys are all thinking that they're the biggest game in town. And they're completely unaware, Bruce Wayne and Batman included, that yeah. there's there's this whole other thing that you guys haven't even touched the surface of. Yes. And I kind of suspect with like how much Matt Reeves talked about Gotham City being almost a living, breathing entity, um, that that is where he's going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is something more sinister in and like the court of owls might not be the what births the penguin and the riddler or selena kyle but the court of owls might be the reason that the police force is ineffective and is such mess or yeah. might be the way uh, be behind the political structure and that's just mm-hmm. assuming that they actually go there like there's so much to chew on in this trailer like my god <laughs> I, I, I've watched two and a half hours worth of this two-minute trailer, let alone <laughs> whatever he has. Like, and it's only twenty-five percent of the film. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is which is crazy, scary. Yes. Oh man, like, this brings me back to like the Nolan days when like they were releasing trailers for like The Dark Knight Rises, right? And you're like trying to piece together that film or like The Dark Knight, where you're like Joker's in it, but like how does this all connect? Like hmm. it, it's been a long time for a, a solo Batman film. You know, it, it's crazy to say but it's been like what it's going to be 10 years by the time this thing comes out nine years so um you mentioned uh catwoman i like the look of catwoman you know i definitely felt that catwoman energy from uh zo kravitz um the costume you know looks very like you know she's just beginning out too you know like she doesn't mm-hmm. have like the whip yet or maybe she does but like she doesn't have like the fully formed costume like Michelle Pfeiffer or um, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, even though I think they were both starting out too. But this one here, she definitely feels more like homemade, like Batman's costume is like homemade as well, right? Like he has like those boots where they're not like, 
like Batman's boots. They're just like, you could probably buy those boots at like a store. You know what I mean? And like Catwoman's costume, you could probably just buy it at a store. It's not like, it's not like it's sewn together with like um, sewing needles and um, a Halloween costume that Selena <laughs> Kyle got. <laughs> well, the, I, I, liked, I liked her look and especially the shot from the back that kind of give you that, that full scope of kind of the, the cat ears in a, in a similar fashion to what Anne Hathaway did, right? She had the glasses that went up and gave that mm. perception that it was a cat costume. And, but I'm looking forward to this. And this is one of the things too, that Carlos, I know you called it on Twitter today, you know, a very powerful moment there is when he ducks that kick Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like that, because he, he lifts his leg to avoid a sweep and then he just flawlessly ducks a, that kick. He doesn't block anything that she throws at him, doesn't punch her, but he just stares her down and it's like, oh, child, like just step back because this man <laughs> could hurt you. Um, and he's just fully in control. And like that goes back to the whole eyes thing because that's probably the key moment for just the intensity that Pattinson brings. And I don't know if they're doing something funky as far as contacts with his eyes in the bat suit or lenses or whatnot but there's like an intensity there and he doesn't really do anything except get out of the way of her attack. Mm-hmm. And so that's him as Batman, but then her, she's so fluid and agile and she just looks like water in motion. And that quick scene, like that was incredible. Like that was the most Selena Kyle yeah. comic book accurate Catwoman that we've ever had. Um, and I, I've loved every single Catwoman that we've had back to the adam west days but yeah, this man, was next this was absolutely next level for me so yeah that that might be my favorite moment in the trailer to be honest with you just oh just that baller stare that he gives her when he's just like <laughs> and it's 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 right though like i didn't maybe i did just didn't focus in on enough like it's 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 in the eyes because the cow is always, you know, you can always have that issue. If you don't have the right facial expressions within it, it's hard to get that full facial. It's like the problems they have with Iron Man and that, right? And that's why they do the, the inside the heads up thing is yeah. you need to see an, a reaction, right? And, and Robert Pattinson with all the talent that he has, yeah, that intensity that he brings to the role, to the role Bruce Wayne is also as Batman behind the cow. Like it's pretty wild what, he's been able to do and and it, there's something about because i was really looking at that scene after you pointed that out to see if it was him that was in the suit or if it was well it's definitely him but i just the way he moved it was it was pitch perfect yeah well and he's like he's one of those guys that he's all in for the roles that he takes mm-hmm. right so yeah like <laughs> the warehouse scene is wicked in bvs but that was a different dude Whereas like those Pattinson scenes, like that was that guy putting himself through whatever to be able to do those things. You think when he laid out that dude, that's Pattinson? Oh, for sure. I guarantee you uh, it is. You think so? I guarantee you <laughs> it is. I don't know, man. I see that that dude on the bike, that um, the, the stunt double. I think that's that. I think it's that guy. That was laying out a uh, homeboy. Dude, yes, that yeah. guy's way bigger than Pattinson. I know. That's why I think it's him. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to listen to the director's commentary. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to we see. We'll have, to see. we'll have to see the behind the scenes because I mean those stunt double guys, man. Those guys, even like when you watch uh, Winter Soldier and um, pound for pound, it looks like it's Chris Evans. But when you go back and you watch a lot of it, it's the stunt dude. 
Same with the looks, Winter Soldier too. Same, same with the Winter Soldier. Yeah, like it looks just like them, but it's it's the it's the stuff. It, it very well could be. It very well could yeah. be though. Yeah, well, yeah not, there wasn't not, anything overly crazy with like either of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially when you when he punches out that guy, right? So it's like it's so intense though. Oh, like it's, I yeah. love it. Oh, I love painful. it. It's it's like the elevator scene in Drive almost when right? Gosling is just going nuts. Yeah. It's that's my highlight, man. I love that scene because you know when like Batman's fighting, most of the time he's always in control. Like like the scene that Carlos just mentioned between him and um, Catwoman. But there, it's like he has a moment where he just lets loose and he's not in control anymore, and he's just going at it. Especially the point where I'm like, okay, like he won, and then he keeps going. He keeps going after the guy, and I'm yeah. like, two more punches. Wow. Oh, when oh. you see that one kid's face with like, that. yes, <laughs> he's just like he's got like the two face thing going on. He's yes, just like big, big wide eyes. Here. Oh yeah. Man. Oh, he's like I'm on the wrong team. He's gonna yeah. join like the cult of Batman now. Uh, or I'm like not- the next Robin. <laughs> yeah. Robin. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So you guys mentioned uh, Oswald Cobblepot here, a uh, penguin, Colin Farrell. Was he in the trailer? Because I I read somewhere that he was, and I went, yep. I scrubbed through it, and I did not, I couldn't find him. Oh, he's yeah, in like him. pure prosthetics. Like he is unrecognizable. They like uh, glance oh. over him, and you would look at him, and you'd be like, "Who is this jabroni, Colin Farrell?" <laughs> no yeah, way. He, he's kind yeah. of the chubby-cheeked guy that you see in he's in the rain and the rain's just dripping off him and then he's driving away and he's like, who is this guy? That's, oh, that's him? That's him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's unrecognizable and I guess the, like, folks were buzzing about it and the makeup artist said, yeah, that's wow. Colin Farrell after all. To stuff. be honest and with you, I thought he was going to be straight up Colin Farrell lookalike Penguin. Because I, didn't we see him on set looking like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Huh? It must have just been staging, wow. right? I thought that was like uh, a Falcone, yeah. but that was him? Yeah, was Penguin. Wow. I'm the same as you, Troy, man. Like, yeah. I, cause I, I read it and I was like, oh, I can't. And I, like, was literally frame by frame in this thing. I was like, I don't see him. I'm looking for, yeah. like, the big, almost like, cause I think on set there, he had almost like a big fur coat or something. Or, right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. the, around the neck. And I was, so I was looking for that and yeah. Colin Farrell. And so no. he's, so when he's driving away, be like, oh, this guy's crazy. That's Colin yeah. Farrell. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Best hair and makeup Oscar coming for this movie. I'm telling you, it's gonna man. get it's gonna get awards. Completely wow. lost that character. In there. Yeah, so, yeah I agree with you, Troy. Man, I thought it was like random, like mobster dude. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, that's awesome. Was, the funniest was my wife because she's just like, "That's Colin Farrell. What a waste." Like, Seriously, you don't get to come. I'm going with my Twitter friends. <laughs> I have a feeling you'll be watching this like once or twice on opening day, maybe three times on like opening day <laughs> yeah oh man like i i was excited for this movie but it like i haven't been captivated by a trailer like this like it's hard to say with like batman begins because like to watch the trailer once was like a half a day process for the computer to be able to download yeah. it kind of thing but uh yeah like i i never watched the trailers on repeat for Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, BBS, man, it's like nothing. Is this one of the best DC trailers of all time? Any of you guys? For I me, it so. just it did things for me, man. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> no, I, and, I get and that. That's saying something because DC, you know, knocked their films if you like them or not. All their tra- trailers have been unreal. Like, look at the Suicide Squad trailer when you had like Ballroom Blitz playing. I remember mm-hmm. when that trailer hit, I was like, this film's going to be bonkers, man. And like Ballroom Blitz, like this is awesome. And then like the film came out and like it was what it was. But like the tra- trailer, like 
the Batman v Superman Comic Con trailer or the Man of Steel one with like oh. this with like the, the song in the background. The Joker. Like, yeah, the Joker. man. Yeah. The Joker trailer. Yeah. Like, every DC trailer has been fired. So like I you know, I put this up there as like one of the best as well. Yeah. Yeah. I and that's saying something because yeah, I don't disagree with that either. It's yeah. it's the fact that I've got the song stuck in my head and I'm playing through the imagery, right? That's what's striking to me is, look, we've had so many iterations of Batman, right? And here we are again with another reinvention of the character. And to be honest with you, like Nolan's Batman isn't that far out. We had Bat like in the middle of it. And then we've also had, you know, the 89 Batman that we've been talking a lot about here, Burton's take and all this Schumacher's take. So we've had a lot of Batman, a lot of Bruce Wayne's. And the fact that they can give us something this soon after Bavlik, and even, you know, what are we, when, when did uh, Dark Knight Rises come out? 2012. So we're still eight years out, right? And we're getting a completely different version of the Batman that still feels new, fresh, and intrigues someone like Carlos, especially, like the goddamn Batman to this degree. <laughs> that's special. Like that, that's doing something right here. It's, like the fact, and we talk about this too a lot of the comics, is like the fact that they can still intrigue us enough to come to the comic book shop to pick up stories for these characters that have had stories like Batman for 80 years. And then you multiply it on, like the idea of, of reinventing a character like this and bringing villains to the screen that still pull you in because DC, it's all about the villains, right? In a big part. You know, that's, that's a huge driver behind all this. And so... It, it to me it is one of the best DC. Like I go back to Man of Steel is one mm. of my favorite trailers. I think it was the first one. Mm-hmm. And there's there's yeah there's definitely been something special, especially in the last little bit. Yeah. On, on this this trailer game. So the last thing I just want to touch on here, guys, on the Batman trailer, two things actually is, and I throw it to you, Carlos, is the Batmobile. We got to a look at it here, um, and also of course the I am Vengeance line, the Bat Voice. We commented on Get Vocal, but we have to revisit it with Sunny in the room. So Batmobile and the I am Vengeance. We touched on the kind of the fight scene and the intensity of it, but it ends with with quite an explanation point on it. Yeah, uh, as far as the Batmobile goes, like I was a fan from it of it from the outset. Like I kind of liked. Uh, where it was drawing its lineage from with those kind of 70s versions of the car where the Batmobile wasn't this opulent thing. It was just a hyped up muscle car kind of thing. And so to see it in the context of Matt Reeves' world and then when he drops that scene with just the engine revving and the whatever, like the turbine blaster exhaust going, like the flame coming out of the back of that thing, it was perfect like perfect for this world and you get to see it do some damage and whatnot um and yeah because pattinson's batman is just so visceral and real i think having the car kind of be of a piece with that was awesome yeah and then yeah the bat voice i dug it like i i i like that it doesn't sound like robert pattinson necessarily and he just had a bit of edge and gruff to it but it wasn't so overdone like Christian Bale's where um, it's kind of a caricature kind of thing. So yeah, I obviously it's not enough of a sample to make a full assessment of it, but I, I did dig it and I like that they gave it to us so early in the game because that's yeah. always one of those things that you're wondering about, right? Like Affleck's bad voice was 
it's something that perplexed me for a long time because I wanted to know what it was going to be. And I really loved that one too. Um, but yeah, this was cool. Like this was cool. It certainly didn't disappoint and he, the voice matched the intensity of, of the fighting prowess and the look of the character. So yeah, aces for me all around, man. Awesome. Sunny man thoughts on the Batmobile and this, I am vengeance bad voice. Yeah, man, the Batmobile looks super cool. Like as Carlos mentioned, it's definitely more like the muscle car, but you see that like giant blue flame at the back. So, you know, it's got like some juice to it. Um, I, I dug it. You know, it definitely fits with that year two vibe, right? Where it's like homemade. It's mm-hmm. not something like, there's no way like Bruce could build like the Tim Burton Batmobile or the Zack Snyder Batmobile without some help. Right. Whereas like this one, you could be like, yeah, like he legit built this one. Um, the voice, I thought the voice was super cool. I'm such a fan of the Bale Batman voice. Like, I don't care. To me, it's so iconic. And uh, it's just so intimidating, right? Like, if Batman came up to you with that voice, I'd be like, shit, man, all right, whatever you want. But, like, with this one here, I think this one was really cool. The line when he's like, who are you? Or, like, you know, I was just like, Sam Batman. Sam Batman. Oh, I thought it was coming, too. I was uh, right? 100% on that. And, like, I think maybe this could be a misdirect. I think he's. I think in the film he will say, "I'm Batman." I don't think so. I, I think, think, I think he line. will. I think like you know the line in the was it the animated series or is it the comic where he's like, "I'm vengeance. I'm the knight. I'm Batman." It's the animated series. Is it the I, animated series? Yeah, because I know like in the Brave and the Bold they kind of like poke fun at it. Like there's an episode with Blue Beetle where he like calls him out on it. Yeah. Um, but like with this one here, I, I think he's gonna say it. I think I think he'll say like, "I'm vengeance. I'm the knight. I'm Batman." And then I think like people are just going to scatter. I think like, I don't know, just obviously I have no insider knowledge. Uh, Matt Reeves doesn't return my phone calls, but uh, I, I think he's going to say it. I think it'll be super dope. Like say like I'm Batman. It's just, you, you just got to say it. Like, it's just so iconic. So I don't know. I, I love the voice. I love the, I love everything about this trailer. And you know, like the thing is, is like it, it distinguishes itself from like the other iterations that came before it. You know, like, like Christopher Nolan, like that was like the cool thing was like it was like Christopher Nolan presents like his take on Batman. This thing feels like a little bit more comic accurate. You know what I mean? Like this one feels like you could read a comic about this, or like a comic would have came out about this. Whereas like with the Nolan films, like as much as like I love them, not a lot of that stuff is like comic accurate. You know what I mean? Like, well, he tried really hard to ground it, right? Like yeah, that was right. that was very much in the in the time frame where it was like Iron Man had to be grounded, and we have to ground Thor, right. and we the have to ground Batman. First season. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and and like like you look at those films, like man, as much as I love them, and like to this day, The Dark Knight Rises is still my favorite comic book movie. That's another battle me and Troy have, um, but like Bane is like not very much like Bane at all. No, in the comics, because well, right? he stuck true to what the tone and what he was trying to do there, right? Like yeah. he made Bane something that you know feasibly could be realistic. Oh yeah, well, like with this one here, I guarantee if there's a Bane, it'll be played by like Dave Bautista, and he'll have like the full mask on. Right, the luchador like wrestling mask on. See, I don't know. Do you remember in the comics when they gave Bane the jacket later on? So remember oh, they cool, tried making man. him look. Like yeah, I think I that was that Forever jacket. Evil, right? Like yeah, when it was. they had yeah, Bane that. and Forever like, Evil. Yeah. Was, like fighting, and he had like the he had the coat. Yeah, sick man. Yeah. Like he needs to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nice better jacket. than his like plunging neckline <laughs> look that he first debuted with, right? Yeah, <laughs> or his like naked one in like City of Bane, or what is that oh, one? Yeah. Is Tom King, yeah. just like, yeah. I am like I'm naked. Fight me, Batman! Like Batman's like, no man, like put on clothes, then we'll fight. Like, yeah, yeah. I like That's the uh, I like the coat better than the jazzercise outfit. 
that he yeah. <laughs> I, when you make changes to the comics they're not always bad yeah 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 100 yeah certain things you can get away with the comic book that you can't in real life yeah yeah yeah, Yellow so, yeah, so says every female outfit from the 70s through to 2000s. Yeah. But 19. Troy, yeah, true, yeah, 19, true. Troy, round us out here, this, yeah. this conversation, and then I'm going to let the goddamn Batman here have one more shot if he wants to, to close this thing out too. Yeah, man. But, but round out what we talked about here, the Batmobile and kind of this I am vengeance, mm-hmm. give your final thoughts here on the Batman. Yeah, no, for the universe they're setting up, the Batmobile works. It's it's not my favorite, um, but it works in this universe for sure. Like the muscle car aspect is pretty cool. And I'm sure this is something that'll get modified throughout throughout each film, 100%. Um, the I Am Vengeance, man. I love it. I love when he... The only thing that could have been better is I'm the goddamn Batman. That's the <laughs> only thing that would have just had me throwing my remote. But... um. I love it. I love that I'm vengeance. And, and if that is what's in the film, which I think it is too, I'm totally down with that. Just to kind of separate it from the, like the cliche, I am Batman. Yeah. And, and it, you know, so I really dug that line and I, I, and I said it before, man, like when it comes to the cinematic Batman on screen film, it's Affleck's voice. And number two, it's, it's Pattinson's voice. I think his voice is awesome. Like I, I, I love it. It dismissed all the other guys after I heard that. And that's just that one line that he dropped. So if that's what we're getting, where's the trigger? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's iconic. If that's what we're getting out of this guy, I, I'm totally in it, man. And um, I, yeah, I want to hear his uh, his Bruce now. I want to see, because this is a different looking Bruce Wayne. This mm-hmm. is the most different looking uh, Bruce Wayne we've ever had with the longer kind of greasy hair and um, definitely doesn't have like that Tony Stark, the the Kristen Bale playboy. No. Uh, you know, swag, not at all. So I, I, it'd be interesting to see if he's going to kind of figure that out as he goes and he kind of realizes he has to play those ways and you know, kind of making it, making an act because it's always the Bruce Wayne's the mask, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be kind of a learning curve. So that'd be kind of cool if we get to see that go down. But uh, I am vengeance, man. I love it. Add it, add it to the goddamn Batman. That's, that's the line right there. <laughs> love it. All right, Carlos, man, wrap us up here with the Batman. You are the goddamn Batman. You are vengeance. What do you, what do you have to say to, to, to end the podcast on a super, super high note with the Batman? Man, probably the biggest endorsement I can give it is that I am itching to once we finish recording to watch that trailer again. <laughs> and, it, and like, it, it was just so perfect for that version of Batman. And like, every version is valid and I love them all. Um, and that, yeah, that... Reeves is bringing us that urban Avengers style Batman is just so good. And it's just like, I was kind of beating the drum for Reeves and Pattinson and people to give them a chance. And there was a lot of skepticism when he was cast. So there's a bit of validation in that for me there, but also that, you know, Warner brothers took the time with this and like the hiring of Reeves in the first place was a bit of a reaction to what was happening with Affleck falling out of the, the role or the director's chair and um, the things going on with trying to figure out their cinematic universe, but that they allowed this thing to percolate and that they went through all these script revisions with it. And they just took their time and like nothing moved forward until Matt Reeves was ready. And then to see this trailer makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, it really endorses that old kind of the actual Warner Brothers mantra, 
like from the actual four brothers, which was like anything for the picture and the movie comes first. And this is like proof positive to that mindset when you're making these movies kind of thing that like, I don't know, like maybe this movie will be R, but it feels like that's what they will do if it's in the best interest of telling this story, Matt Reeves way. And uh, yeah, I'm there for it, man. Like uh, I, I didn't think in this day and age, we'd see this gritty urban Avengers style Batman, but I didn't even know I wanted it to be honest with you. Like I was kind of ready for more of that Affleck superhero Batman. Cause we haven't had a ton of that, but oof, I am all in absolutely and unequivocally on what Matt Reeves is doing. Like sign me up right now. Yeah, it's, I agree, man. It's, it's, it's all in. It sounds like we're all there. The whole nerd room is endorsing not only the Batman, but the entirety of DC fandom and what is coming for this product, for this media, for this brand, for this film universe. I cannot wait. I'm right there with you guys. What an exciting time DC fandom was. And guys, we're going to wrap it up. We went a bit long. But I think, you know, cumulatively, we probably have about three and a half hours of commentary around DC fandom at this point, not including the prelude episode. So lots to digest there for you guys. And we'd really like to hear what you guys had to say. Did you enjoy, enjoy DC fandom? How are you feeling about the Batman, the Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman 84, all the goodness that DC delivered this past weekend. You guys can always email us at the internet at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We've been talking about this for days, weeks, and it will be months before we stop talking about this Batman trailer. That is for sure. Our handles are at the end of the episode. You can find everything we do over the nerd.net as well as on Instagram at the nerd RM. What else we got going on here, guys? Yes. Force fest. A couple of guys over the stores come with, and myself, we're pulling together a panel here. The Collectors Awaken happening Saturday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can catch us on the collecting stage. That is this weekend, guys. All you need is a get vocal login, which you can just use your Twitter or your Facebook or your whatever telephone number if you really want to get in there. It doesn't cost anything. It's a free event. There is an absolute mountain of panels and of Star Wars goodness all in the absence of Star Wars Celebration. We're here celebrating Star Wars in a big way with podcast live streams. So tune in there. Like I said, all you need is a Get Vocal live in login, like we've been doing for the past few weeks over on Get Vocal. Join ourselves there. It is all happening there. And last but not least, I'm gonna just throw out a big shout out to man Rob Wade for endorsing this podcast. A little more than14.com. Head over there to find out what he and all the other endorsed other endorsed podcasts are doing. All right, guys, with all that being said, for the nerd room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Vengeance. I am the Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely love it, guys. All right, we'll be back on the mics next week. And until then, thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Take your first steps into a larger world and head over to StarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Talk Star Wars, Sandcrawler Podcast, Rogue Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, and the Skyhoppers Podcast. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.